Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. What? Why would you do that? Why would you do that, Joel? This is it. This is your final gift to Waysway. This is it. What's good, internet? It what is Friday. What noise? Do it again. No, you do it. No. Are you even going to start again so you can interrupt me again? What? What? Now I'm going to try to, like, fake you out. Never been done. What? <laughs> wow. What's good, internet? Oh, ah, I got it. <laughs> it's Friday, May 31st. Yes. yes. Is that right? I wrote 30th, but I was like, that's wrong. 31st. 2019, and you were wait, here. Wait, no, it's not. Oh, wait, yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, it's Thursday. We're recording on Thursday. God damn it. Uh, you were listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 239. Yeah. We have the wonderful voices of Danielle Riendo. Hi, hello. Cotto on the on the whatever production table twos? on the ones and twos the and the platters that matter. The yeah. platters that matter. Wow. That's good. Cool. Thank matter. You. Our Hi. very own Joel Fowler. Hello, hello. And Patrick Klepek coming to us from Chicago, sipping some hello. coffee, talking to us from behind a bear's mug. <laughs> uh, hey. Fair. It's going to be a busy one today. I wrote down the number of things we have to talk about. It's 13 things. <laughs> Strap in. It's 13 a good number. things we talk about on the podcast. 13, yeah. 13 things I love about mm-hmm. you. Oh. Joel, Thanks. do you want to start with the first one? Do you want to get this out of oh, the way so we have oh, context? Doing this? Yeah, we're doing. I oh. thought that's why you were here. I thought it was behind Dauntless and some other shit. I mean, we could do it that way, but I already set it up. <laughs> so this is my this is my last day at Vice <gasps> after six and a half years. Six and a half. Wow, years. wow. Yeah. that's so long. I had hair. <laughs> um, this is when you were still I, an emo. I kid. didn't see. I didn't see it. Show me the receipts. Yeah, <laughs> it was there. My hair. Was everywhere. Okay. Okay. Great. What was it doing? Love me some dashboards. <laughs> um, yeah, it's my last day. So next week I'm gonna be moving to LA. Hell yeah! And uh, packing up. Not hell yeah! Like that's, a, that's an aggressive here. way to cover E3. Honestly, <laughs> uh, it's only a week. Listen, listen. You know, yeah. commitment. Joel. E3 the past couple years has only gotten shorter in my mind. <laughs> so what I really wanted. I really wanted E3 all year round. Right. You need so, that lifestyle. So I'm moving to Staples. To Staples <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm moving to the Xbox uh, arena. arena. Yep. Um, God. I'm just waiting for Look Phil. Just waiting for squeezies. Phil every day. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be, uh, I guess I haven't even like tweeted it. I'm going to be joining Crooked Media. Hell yeah. Whoa. It's a VP of strategy. That's and, a VP uh, title. It has a V and it has a v letters, there. just like loose letters yeah. in the title. And uh, yeah, it's 38 people from what, 3,400? Is that where we're at here? Something like that. Yeah, it's a much smaller company in some ways. But I started here when we were 300 <laughs> people. Yeah. Wow. Patrick loved the Patrick shit. Patrick and Jim. Sorry. 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 
<laughs> layers uh, upon layers. Yeah, there's layers. That's you, layers you gotta have of fear, layers. Really? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know what? Really, Danielle? Really? For people who don't know, I guess like Joel, you haven't technically been part of like the Waypoint crew this year, basically. Yeah. As part of the larger restructure here at Vice, um, but you've obviously still been super important and someone we've turned to for help and like to figure out how to make events happen. You're a huge part of the Save Point stream. We could not have done that or much of anything without you over the last few years. Uh, Waypoint started with a conversation between Joel and I on the balcony about or the balcony, the, the outdoor roof, uh, the roof. We the met roof. on the roof, yeah. and we looked out over the city of New York, and we were like, we could run this town <sighs> with video games. <laughs> um, and that was three years ago, like probably not to the day, but almost certainly exactly. pretty close, almost exactly. Pretty close. by now, I knew. Yeah. Right, like uh-huh. go, because going into. E3 was a definite thing. Yeah, we were figuring out the announcement and yeah. launch. And- yeah. So, like, seriously, Joel, like, I definitely uh, – there's nothing we've done here that I think would have been the same or as good as, as without your support. You helped us make really goofy dreams, very practical and real, and also dared us to dream bigger. You know, I think if we had things our way, we would always be a little quieter and a little bit more restrained and a little bit less ambitious. And so you've always lit that fire under us and always asked us to, like, dream a little bit bigger and think about how much how much we could reach the world or how much larger our effect could be if we – thought we could do more than what our kind of our low confidence selves sometimes thought we could. Um, so thank you so much. Oh, thank, thank, you, you. Joel. thank you, Joel. It's uh, been, I, I typed a note to the mods and I, I just feel like I, one, I knew nothing about video game media before we started Waypoint. Like same. I would, I would read, <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, I would like, I was on the Destiny subreddit when I needed a, you know, a six member for the raid. But, yeah. like, I largely just, like, checked out. And I've learned so fucking much from this crew, especially from the community. I yeah. think, like, seeing how to foster, like, a community that that appreciates everyone and that looks out for everyone while also, like, celebrating, like, games as goofy and as serious and as, you know, and, and as dark as they can be. It has been, you know, I, I this place and doing this and with you all has like made me genuinely a better person and like opened my perspective. Um, and that's something I'll have forever. And that's something, you know, that I think is not beholden to any corporation, like what yeah. Waypoint and the community have done um, and have like banded together to do with save point and just like the vibe there. Like that's, that's ours. Yep. Um, and undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yep. And uh, no and one's th- even claiming it as anybody else. It's just ours. Oh yep. my god! No, it's, if they don't that, know what exists, they don't know what happened. They don't know what happened. They were like, no, this forum is called Haypoint. This this forum is called Haypoint. Completely unrelated. Unrelated. Um, but no, it makes me really, really excited, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for what I've had, like the opportunity I've had at Vice. You know, it's like I started here to produce music videos for Disclosure. Right. Right. I was like the guy that was like, come in under budget and make it in a week. Um, and I'm I'm leaving having like, you know, got to launch a couple of brands, work with teams and manage people and, and just learn how to do all of that in the best way possible. Definitely some good and some bad in all of that experience. Oh, yeah. But it's, you know, I wouldn't change anything. And I know that all of you and the community are people 
that will remain in my life. And I will go eat ramen with you at E3. <laughs> Hell yes, you will. Are yeah. we going to go slurping? We're going to go slurping. <laughs> Please don't hang out at Slurping, Slurping looking for us, but at some point we're going to... There will be a Slurp. There will be a Slurp. Hang out at the ice cream place. That's fine. That we'll place oh, yeah, that one. Place. Yeah, people should hang out in the ice cream place. We'll do a fan meetup at it gets, ice it gets cream all, place. Yeah, That's it gets the all one with the CO2, too, right? Oh, so yeah. we can always duck out. Yeah, like, yeah, like a ninja <laughs> smoke bomb. <laughs> and then you're just out. Just, where do you go? <laughs> where, I don't know. I don't Back know. to E3. <laughs> Joe, before we let you go the rest of your life can you do a podcast with us mm-hmm. and talk, Let's about, do it. Video Let's talk games? about video games can i tell oh, you yeah. about a video game i am in love with We've, okay there's a big it's a big podcast we're gonna take a couple of breaks we're gonna have to like really pace ourselves here because we have a lot a lot of things happened this week that we we didn't do a, a monday podcast because it was memorial day right and then also all the things happened between tuesday and friday <laughs> yes. and so now we have a million things to talk about i want to start instead of starting with like, i think like, the hot news story which is about upcoming releases i want to talk about games that we've been playing that are small and i think really fucking cool um and coincidentally two of them are on game pass this month which is wild wow uh, it was not an intentional <laughs> pun <laughs> it was not an intentional <laughs> pun void bastards yeah, okay. <laughs> and the outer wilds uh both hit xbox game pass this week, uh, I put a review up for Outer Wilds earlier this week, and it is one of my favorite games in recent memory. I, like, front to back, loved it. Um, you know, a handful of moments of frustration as I wasn't sure what I was doing or where to, where to go or stuff like that. But overall, down to the wire, down to an ending that I think completely floored me in a way I wasn't expecting, uh, it is it is something really special. And, like, if you want to know nothing else outside of it is a first-person space exploration game that has a good everything yes. go play it because i even talking about it in even slightly greater terms will spoil some small part of what its mystery and, and like wonder is uh and so i'm just it has Isn't my, it like super cheap on the epic game it's store 15 like bucks, bucks on epic shit right now it's 15 bucks on epic game store it's part of game pass go get it uh full yes. stop i really love it you really like games with wild I, in the what name. else? Breath of the Wild. So I think there's actually. I was actually, gonna say that totally. the, the, the last time I heard you be like, "This is yes. up there yeah. in recent memory," was Breath of the Wild. Totally. Um, and I think there's a comparison here too. Okay. Like, I think cool. it has. So one of my favorite things about Breath of the Wild is kind of player-driven exploration. Yes. Hey, I see a mountain. I can go to there, and I'm rewarded for going to there. Unlike many open-world games where you can go there, but it's just a, a box. In it's the just distance. a. It's just a box, and it's a. It's a yeah. mountain. You stand on it. <laughs> Um, and, and specifically in Breath of the Wild, it was like the exploration felt fun and the exploration felt like an adventure. Uh, Outer Wilds, the exploration feels this great mix of scary and wonderful. Um, there's a, there is the sense of like g- galactic or cosmic sublime constantly. Um, you play as an explorer, uh, the fifth astronaut of your species uh, from this kind of backwater planet. Um, called Timberhearth. You haven't met any aliens. You've just developed a space program. Your spaceship is like a tiny one-person craft, and it's made of wood and like metal, and <laughs> it's filled with like m- like canned marshmallows for you to eat. It's like a very it's like twee adjacent in terms of the aesthetic. Um, and you take this little spaceship around your solar system, which has five planets in it. And each planet has something really weird and cool about its environment to the degree that I don't want to spoil it too much. Um, and as you travel, it's you. You have a trusty, like, uh, universal translator uh, device that can translate alien language. Um, and you're piecing together the mysteries of the solar system. And there are a bunch of them. And the chief one is every 22 minutes... The sun explodes. 
And I say every 22 minutes because when it explodes, you time loop back to the base of your launch tower hmm. and you go again. Um, you have a computer in your ship that keeps track of any information you've learned. So if you've read about a, a, a southern observatory on a, a planet, it still says, oh, yeah, you read about the southern observatory on the planet. But the world resets. Doors that you'd open closed and pathways that you travel down are untraveled. Um, this means that you're not doing something like Dark Souls where you're like opening literal shortcuts, but you're finding those sorts of shortcuts and you are and like that you can take advantage of and you're just learning the way the world works. Um, in my review, I talk about uh, there's a there is a lot of planets that change depending on time. Um, I don't I almost like don't want to give into get into specifics here. I get into one specific in my review, which you should go read on, on waypoint.vice.com. Um, and the, the to if you if you're like, I really want one example of this, but just like understand that they're doing big, weird things. Um, and what you end up having is kind of like almost like Obra Din a little bit in the sense that you're putting together context clues, but instead of being about what happened to this person, I mean, you are doing a little bit of that, what happened to this person, you're doing it for an entire like culture that came before you. It is a game that is like explicitly about the sort of stuff that's happening in the margins or in like the plot beats of Mass Effect of like, well, what happened to this precursor race? Where'd they go? What was their science like? What led them to disaster? Uh, and it nails it so much and it nails it partially because it isn't just a text log. It's you learn how the planets all work. You understand how to navigate their environments. You start to get a good understanding of like what drove this species and what drove them to build their structures in the way they were. And just every 10 minutes, you're finding something new, uh, like a wild underground city that you couldn't have possibly anticipated or, uh, you know, a special you know piece of technology that they developed that can like save you from the middle of nowhere. Like it's, <laughs> it's just so dense. Yeah. Um, there's no... There's very little like chaff in terms of like extraneous material. It's not a game that's like I, I like No Man's Sky a whole bunch, but in No Man's Sky, going to a planet is insignificant. You can go to as many planets as you want. You might find one that you think is really cool because it has like the right set of like statistics or whatever. Like, oh, this one is temperate and also it has like the the materials I really need to do some building or whatever. But, but there's in, no guarantees that anything will actually be interesting. You have to go. There's a good you're, chance you're part, it of, part of it is flipping yeah. a coin that right. like, ah, maybe this is one I just dive in. I'm out. Like totally. on to the next one. All of these are so unique. They all have little narrative like – collections of stuff in them like little narrative stories that they're telling sometimes about minor characters who don't matter like there's like some children who are playing with some fossils and it turns out that studying the way that they played with those fossils will let you deal with an obstruction on another planet like elsewhere in the system but sometimes it's also like main characters who have these big roles in the fate of this of this culture that you're learning about it's so fucking good this is all it's 20 minute loops 22 minute loops so can you do you have enough time in that loop to like go and kind of fully explore one of these planets? Or? No, each planet will take you. So, so you got to keep going back. I thought this game would be like five hours long. It was probably like 25 to 30 hours long. Mm -hmm. I lost track of time because – so the 22-minute loop is fucking great because it's one more turn. It's like Civilization mm -hmm. or or Into the Breach. Like, I'll just do one more. I'll just do one more really yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just do just, just one more. Yeah. And then there are some things where you're like this, this thing I'm trying to do means that – uh, the world has to be in a certain state for it for me to do this thing, which and that state starts at like minute ten, and so you're like, okay, well, I'll do some, I'll do this one thing, like okay, I, I have things on planets A, B, and C. One of those things I can't even try to do until minute fifteen, and so 
I'm going to go to planet A and just waste time and like kind of explore some areas that I think I probably explored all the way, but maybe not. Or I'll go to planet B where I've never been before and just kind of like dip my toe to figure out what the deal is. And then when it feels like I've hit like minute 10 or 15, I'll swing back up and check and and like go deal with this other thing because the door will have opened, so to speak, metaphorically, right? How do you, uh, how do you, tr- how are you keeping track? Is all of this like a mental checklist? How much is the, the interface is, allowing you to like understand like, oh, X is happening at this mark? Right. Like, w- what control do you have over to, like, so, to, like, keep this, like, uh, like not be completely overwhelming? So there is a really good menu system in the game for good. tracking this stuff. There's, like, a, a computer in your in your ship that I wish you – one note is I wish you could access that computer from anywhere. Like, that is the – if I could change one thing about this game, I wish I could hit the back button or pause or whatever and just have that computer with me even when I was away from my ship. Um, but you can pull up this, this kind of – one, it's like a map of the planets, right? So just like here are the six planets and you can be like, oh, what's going on on Giant's Deep? And like what's what's the deal there? What have I already learned about this place? And you can kind of click in and see a list of everything that's there. Or you can see this incredible rumor map uh, view, which is sort of like a mind map if you've ever used a mind map mm-hmm. before. Um, it's sort of like it's sort of like one of those like conspiracy theory boards. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the red twine. Stuff on the, yeah. Yep. And so it's literally that. So so there, you know, you will have a thing. I'm just gonna make some bullshit up because if I if I don't, then it'll be I don't want to spoil anything. So yeah. let's say you go to a, a moon and on the moon you see a campfire and you land at the campfire and it's like uh, another explorer. There are four other explorers out there. And they will say like yeah, I caught a signal from the West, from the Western, Obser- you know, to the, I, I caught a, a distress signal from the Western Observatory, but I ran out of jetpack fuel before I could get there, whatever. This is all bullshit. This isn't real, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And you're like, okay, cool. On the map, it'll be like, oh, this, exp- on the, like the, the, not the map of the world, the map of your ideas and stuff. It'll be like, oh, Western Observatory, uh, there's a distress signal there. You go there, you check out the distress signal, and then it says like, you find out, you maybe find a note from someone from, 10,000 years ago that is like, you know, we, you know, the, the escape pods went to four different places. And then, so on your rumor map, it'll be like, all right, four new things open up that'll go like, here are four escape pods and it'll draw lines. Like, and we all came from the same main mothership and then mothership will be added to your rumor thing. And each of those things has a list of all the information you know about it. And you can click on on that, or you can click on the arrows connecting them to kind of like put together what is everywhere. It's never, it was never overwhelming for me. It was never a thing where I had to take outside notes. The, the one thing I will say is it does not necessarily tell you things like like um, this door opens in, in minute 10 or something like that because it's not like – fictionally, they wouldn't have known that 10,000 years ago. This is the thing that's happening to you now. Gotcha. But your notes will still say things like, you know, I have to be mindful of the level of water or whatever – Blah, 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 blah. But it's the puzzles themselves tend to be so clear in terms of once you know what to look for. It, you know what it reminds me of a little bit is something like um, something like Portal where it's like you know the basic mechanics and it's about utilizing those mechanics in new and interesting ways, right? Um, uh, and so once you have that stuff down, it's like – you're looking – or like The Witness is the other example here, right? But The Witness has explicit puzzles. This is like it's all organic. You don't have that many verbs. You can interact with switches. You can jump. You can shoot out a probe that has like a camera on it. Um, but the way those things are used is fantastic, like oh top God. of the line 
really clever stuff uh, that makes you feel deeply embodied in the world. Also, sometimes like your cockpit gets a crack in it because you slammed it into a cliff and you have to, like hop out your your ship in the middle of space to try to repair it so that you don't take more damage. Like it, has, it just has like a great feel of space is big and dangerous and dark, but also wondrous. Um, and I've never felt the thing I felt at the end of this game. There was a, like, I very much thought the end was going to be like, go get a MacGuffin and then do the MacGuffin thing. And instead it was like this 40 minute long, like just complete blow my mind thing that that you would only see in, in like traditional science fiction or like a certain type of like universal cosmic science fiction. Um, big, big question science fiction. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Uh, And they just fucking nailed it. They just nailed it in a way that was just so incredible. I'm dying for people to play this game so I can talk to them about it. Please check this out. It's called Outer Wilds. It is not Outer Worlds, which is the obsidian (laughs) fallout, but in space (laughs) RPG that has nearly the same name (laughs) that I'm also looking forward to. Uh, again, it's on the Epic Game Store for 15 bucks. It's on Xbox Game Pass. I think (sighs) On Xbox, if you want to buy it, you don't have Game Pass. It's twenty five bucks, but like, just please try to make. This sounds time. so much closer to the game I wanted when I looked Dude, at No Man's Sky. <laughs> it's yeah. so good, and like, you know, is there? A I way mean, obviously, there's to- totally different things. I'm not, and I like, love No Man's I always Sky. tried to keep that you in mind talking yeah. about No Man's Sky. I was like, yes. I look at it and go, "There's like, I would like to pluck X, Y, and Z and put it in a different game. I wonder if I can construct that game for myself while playing it, right? And just that's not No Man's Sky, and they're they're not building in that direction. And like, I've I've let that. That yes. shit pass. But, like, I love, you know, games like TIE Fighter, Colony Wars. Yeah, like, yeah. I like ship-based space exploration games. And I was just, it's weirdly like a genre that video games have moved away from in, in a way that, like, I have, I'm hard-pressed to quite, like, put my finger on, like, why. Yeah. Um, and this game just sounds so much closer to what what I would want out of it's I got a little word and I'd see you play it I like I've mo- my most of my understanding of this game is watching over your shoulder at yeah. a PAX like two years ago and was like okay like rough around the edges in ways that like I can't tell if they're cute or if this will all come together in a way that is satisfying and it sounds like it's the the latter, which yeah. is really exciting. It is, it, it is rough around the edge. Like it is, it's a small team. Uh, Annapurna is publishing it. Well, it can be both, right? Like right. it can be rough around yeah. the edges yeah. in a way I that mean, is satisfying. Um, this started as a student game in 2012. There's a oh, trailer. Yeah, you, po- you posted the video. Ooh, it's incredible. Yeah. Go look up the YouTube video. There's like a like a four and a half minute video that's like a here's what I like to here's what I'm building. Uh, you know, yeah. and it's just <laughs> incredible to watch. Uh, see the you know. Um, uh, like comments are there that's like good luck <laughs> you know it's like wow, seven, years, seven years later game published yeah it's, it's so good Danielle especially I think you would fucking I'm love it I'm vibrating in my seat I, right now so because this sounds like the game I need in my life it's so good it is really cute but it's not it's never like it is never it is never twee in that way that feels disconnected from stakes like the thing I didn't yeah. say here but I do talk about in the review and I think it's a very ecological game it's a game that is very interested in how we come to ruin our environment and also is interested in scale of self and scale of time and making those making you feel small um, and making you understand both that your your actions can have long-reaching consequences, which is like a huge part of the mystery around what all is happening. It's like, yeah, surprise, some people made some decisions forever ago that have kind of knock-on effects that they couldn't predict, but also that make you have to confront the fact that individual action can't save us necessarily. This is a game that's very much like, how did we ruin the world? What, what do we do about it? But also... 
it can't be as there's no silver bullet. And in fact, maybe the best thing we can do sometimes is kind of sit with the fact that the world is in the state that it is and really kind of interrogate what our relationship is to a world that we know is facing like disaster. Um, it's and oh it does all God. this without it does yeah. all this without being preachy because yes. there aren't NPCs in front of you who are looking at you in the camera and going like, "Now face this fact." It just does this naturally <laughs> yeah. based on the structure of the game and based on the quality of the narrative. Um, please play this game. I really like it a lot. I don't, I don't give the hard sell that often. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is like, I'm this is one of those. pulling the trigger. I'm giving you the Austin Walker hard sell. Yeah. Try this game. And maybe you hate it. And if so, refund it. But like, give it 90 minutes. That is like my, give it, give it three or four full loops. Um, yeah. And you'll know if you like it or not. Awesome. Um, speaking of space and speaking of games on, on Xbox Game Pass, Danielle and Patrick, you've both been playing Void Bastards. Void Bastards. Is that what they say it? Yeah, it's called the Void Bastards. <laughs> Void Bastards. Is that why? I thought they were from the UK. I thought it was Space England, not Space. Yeah, but England. you know. Okay. I'm from Space Rhode Island. You're from Space so. Rhode Island. I got you. <laughs> Tell me about Void Bastards. All right. Uh, I've only played about an hour. So okay. I'm only, I'm, I'm pretty early on, but I am enjoying what I'm playing thus far. It is a sort of, uh, from several, several ex Bioshock, ex Irrational okay. folks. It is sort of like a uh, bite-sized roguelike immersive sim. Okay. Which is pretty cool. That's a good cool. sell already. Yeah. I, you're basically playing as uh, a, an astronaut. No, you know, I think they're actually... This is mm. the one thing that is like slightly a little bit hmm in this game is that you're you're kind of a prisoner who has yeah. been selected for service. Oh, no, you are. You like, absolutely yeah, you're like criminals are criminals that they're just, they're just... No, and that's... All right. I don't know if I go... Hmm, the game is like... Remarking on this, like being deeply exploitative and shitty, yeah, but yes. like done so in like a very comical, like, well, you're fucked. Yep. Um, I mean, like, like the first main quest is like, oh, let's just scan your citizen card. Like, nah, you're a criminal. We took away your citizen <laughs> card. Go build another yeah. one. Go yeah. build another go build ID a card. Citizen card is yeah. extremely literally, funny like, literally, yes. it's two parts that you need to go get yeah. out of. Like, <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just yeah, no, no, it's uh, right. I think it's you're very, totally right. It's very like. Oh, that's where we're going. And I, I agree. I think the tone is not saying, oh, prison's a fun and great thing. It's like, it's kind of like, well, this is fucked up. Uh, this world is fucked up. Uh, it has a really lovely cartoon, extreme cell shaded aesthetic that is, I think, wonderful and does a lot with a little yeah. uh, in terms of animation, budget, and things like that. We always talk, not always talk, but we have talked many times here about like, oh, what can immersive sims do with less of a budget? Yeah. And we've seen a few examples of that in the last year. I think this is a really interesting example of going into that much more Bioshock side of right, it. So you are shooting more, more a lot, side. at least early right. on, you're shooting a lot and you have you know some weapons and some other systems you're kind of playing with. But it is very like... There's clearly not a massive budget here because there aren't tons of NPCs or anything like that. And the enemies are sort of, I think they're basically like 2D model, not 2D models, yeah, they but they're like, like 2D, they're like, like Doom or Wolfenstein, kind like classic, of running around in the space. Like classic FPS sprites that yeah. kind of like, turn. they don't, they don't have full three bodies. Mer- mer- it's, yeah. it's, it's like forward, if you imagine yeah. like a Doom, old school Doom sprites, like forward, back, left and right. Yeah. right. And it's like when it twists, like the whole model twists <laughs> in a way that like. At a certain angle, they go, like, flat. flat. <laughs> and th- it's definitely, like, yeah. going for that sort of, like, uh, uh, vibe here yeah. with the with the animation. Which, if you, which feels less um, as though it's a, I mean, you know, maybe it's a compromise on budget and technology. But it feels actually more like a conscious choice to sure. evoke that very specific um, uh, type of feel that also goes hand in hand with, like, the, story, the storytelling that is there is like done in comic book panels. So by its very nature, it like 
ties a lot of that together. Yeah. So I think it works really cohesively. Uh, and it is a lot of fun thus far. We all know how much I love immersive sims, uh-huh. of course. And So wait, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. I, where are you getting the immersive sim part in this game? So it's like, a- Or where is it scratching it for you? Because like... Yeah. You're mostly like just picking up loot and upgrading, dying, and then like doing like the basic premise of the game to set people up for it is yeah. that like yes, you're like this prisoner who is like I don't know you have to I, I don't it's not even really clear what you are supposed to like what the ultimate goal is yet but like a map comes up there's all these different ships and it kind of like web out in different ways and then you can mouse over the ships and it says like what's on there like different parts different scrap um, you're meant to die in this game over and over again. Uh, but it's there is a persistence to like the character layer. So like let's say you unlock a new weapon. It's like okay, that weapon will remain unlocked on your next run. Let's say you unlock uh, a like a, a health boost. It's like okay, that health boost will remain unlocked on the next run. And so by uh, you're accruing knowledge and accruing like a boost in stats and like equipment spread that allows you to potentially have deeper runs and and develop like more of like a, a character build. Um, but at least like the two hours I've played, like you're not reading any journals, like like the ships are kind of uh, feel very randomized. So yeah. maybe I'm missing something. I'm, I'm I'm curious where you're where the the immersive sim part is. I'm only getting yeah, I'm only a couple hours in myself as well, and it's more that I'm seeing where I believe they're going to go with things. There's some stealth. There's some. It's not really immersive simmy in the sort of walking simulator aspect of it. Right. There's not as much. Yeah, quote unquote story or like you know oh these characters did x y or z there might be later but i'm already sort of seeing where like oh you can cause a chain reaction here with this enemy and that enemy or oh i know there's gonna be hacking later on i read a review or something like that i mean there's a there's like an upgrade that you can mouse over right away that's like here's how you can hack these these enemies or exactly you can spend resources to like deactivate the security systems or the first thing i do every time i go to a new ship is go to the helm to add the map yep and like make sure i know where all the loot is and so like it is Definitely, like you said, Bioshock in the world in the world in which Bioshock ha- is an immersive sim, this which is already a very light immersive. Sim. Yeah, to- it, as these and, things well, go. So the thing yeah. there is like the thing that makes Bioshock the thing that I think people jump to when they think about Bioshock as an immersive yeah. sim is like audio logs. Oh sure, sure. But yeah. which this doesn't have, as far as I've seen. Right. But there is also the part of it that is about like learning and understanding a map and a space and like being able to move through Setting it in effective traps, ways. Setting traps, like right? That. Fighting Stealth. the big daddies. And this stuff just has that. the big daddies, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I definitely think that there's like, if this, if a game like this had come out in the era of Wolfenstein or Doom, we would have just said like, oh, it's like a thinking person's shooter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. You're sure. pretty. You're pretty weak. Is the thing I've noticed as I've blown through my numbers of prisoners as I <laughs> die again and again. Is like you can't take. You can't get into a big gun. I was in a, a ship to, to like last night while playing, and thirteen or fourteen of the. The juveniles. Oh came. yeah. So the en- the enemies in this game are just are like people who've gotten twisted by this nebula that they're inside of. Mm. Um, and into so, weird two D things. Into weird two D <laughs> monsters. Yeah, they used to be three D, but yeah. this nebula just it made lost them two D. <laughs> um, they just charged me and shot the shit out of me. Uh, and I just like folded up like a cheap chair. Like it was great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think. It has a cool sense of humor. I think the unlockables are really cool. The weapons are pretty unique. Um, the the there's also of- just some neat. Um, so like when you when you when you die and you spawn a new character, um, they'll get different at- attributes yeah, randomly yeah. rolled for them, and these run the gamut of stuff you don't like. 
you would guess like, oh, this one gets a 25% resource bonus like upon picking up like any object you're using to like to build new upgrades uh, and things like that. Or one of the ones I rolled was this motherfucker has a smoking problem and he coughs. And so <laughs> every once, every like, I don't know, let's say like minute and a half or so, you're my dude is just going, <laughs> and like one of the cool things yeah. about the game, the comic booky aesthetic is like it, not over the in an over the top fashion, but subtly it like it, it puts uh, you know words on the screen like squeak 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 and stuff like that. And so I forget what it does to to verbalize uh, uh, or visualize the cough, but like there is like a coughing thing that happens, and if you're trying to stealth around that's going to, to like completely fuck you on on that uh front. And so you 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 know, I think part of the fun is rolling with you could just die, start over, like there's nothing there's no punishment for dying and just re-rolling a character, but also part of the appeal I think is just like, well, okay, so I have a character that's not ideal, but maybe I'll just go after this upgrade and that will make this run significant right. and noteworthy even if I don't actually make a lot of progress toward like the meta goal or or the meta uh ending. Um, and, and yeah, it's just a, it's a very, I, uh, and also the, the ships themselves have randomized elements. Like, so for example, um, you know, you can just go past ships. You don't like, you can go from one, uh, one spot to the next uses up a piece of fuel, but you don't have to dock on that ship. Um, you can just like move on to the next one, go in a different direction. And it's not like FTL um, where you're being chased down right. that map, right? You could like, you could even like pause. Be, yeah. And it like pirate enemies will spawn okay. where those like take up spaces on the map and you can go around them. Right. But then that's a lot of fuel. If you engage with them, there's a chance there's gonna be like a boss type uh, enemy. And uh, early on, like before you start getting an upgrade that lets you track down more bullets, like you are just like really resource strapped. And so, like combat becomes something not that you're avoiding, but you're not like psyched to get in it because <laughs> yeah. you just don't have a lot at your disposal in the early hours. Um, but I had this one of the ones that's exciting to come across is like the equivalent of a cruise ship. Um, it's like a luxury boat yeah. um, in the in space, and these ones uh, are really just about like two rows of rooms. They're just stuffed to the fucking gills. With resources, so it's really just like, oh hell yeah! Like I'm gonna get a bunch of random <laughs> shit that lets me build some yeah. stuff and get out. Um, and it gives you a preview of what's on that ship, and like a really clever, like the language is really clever in the in the UI where it doesn't say it, it. Yes, it says which enemy types are on there, so it's not a surprise. So if you don't have a loadout that's equipped to deal with a certain type of enemy, Robots maybe you just or don't. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, like maybe you just don't go onto that one. But it also tells you the frequency at which they appear. So it says like a lot, some, a little. It's just like a fun way to yeah. describe like, like what shed like it's full. not specific. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it just well, just like in, in video games tend to like lean towards numbers and specificity, and like that it's you know it's not a huge thing, but the little ambiguity there is kind of is, is a fun and, and large larger indicative of like the humor of, of the game. And so this one this this luxury ship I came across, um, it said like oh, and uh, one of the enemy types is ally. I was like, I don't know what that means. Does that mean like I'll find someone and then I got I don't I did not encounter this this variant. And what it meant was like there were two enemy types um, on the ship, and the most common one they were just my buds. Nice. Uh, it just says ally. You can't um, command them, but if they come across another enemy type, they'll engage and fight them. And also in each of the levels. Uh, you have different constraints, right? So you have uh, an oxygen meter that is slowly going down. It's plenty for you to like shoot through a level, grab what you need and get out. You can also like find oxygen stations to to get more. 
But there's also, in order for the game, the game is trying to push you to get in, get what you need, and get out. And part of the way it does that is there are these, like, uh, portals that I presume you'll probably get, like, an ability to, like, shut at some point later in the game. But it also, it just keeps spawning enemies. So you can't just, like, keep dicking around because you'll start losing bullets. You don't have many bullets. So, you know, if you just keep dicking around this place, it's, they're going to swarm you with enemies. But the thing is, the portals on this particular ship were my allies. And yeah. so oh, wow. about five minutes in, there were like just 45 of them like, like just like these, these little dudes just walking around firing off. And like, I'd go into a room where I'm trying to collect like three object, like whatever thingamajigs that I'm going to use to scrap for scrap. And there's just seven of them just like partying in this room, yeah. bouncing off the walls. It made it extremely funny. By the time I left her, I was just like, this ship is just full of like 300 of my best friends just having a rave. And it's like, cool, thank, thanks that's for the sandwich I found on the floor. That's Joel's going away party, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, the rave boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah, just want to say, I, I think conceptually, as we've been you know, sort of listening to your story and the way I'm putting it together in my mind, this does feel in a lot of ways like a simplified, more random version of Prey Moon Crash. Mm. It's a bunch of little slightly tweaked variables. This one is much more so tweaked in terms of like it's random rooms and random variables and a, a little bit more chaos kind of going on there. But yeah, the way it's put together and the way it's like you're doing a run, you're doing a run, you're doing a run. But in this one, death is so much more both common and also like painless right. right like this is just a little bit more fun to kind of breeze through and let, oh, let yeah. those variables Danielle, be like wildly this out this game has permadeath and you're not like it's because it's like not painful okay so you've like permadeath come... usually I need to accept that Into the Breach was your favorite game last year 1500 and... hours in yeah and I think and you like Frame Moon Crash you and maybe it's changed maybe <sighs> you know maybe it's not that permadeath has changed maybe you have maybe I've changed yeah maybe I've gone on this journey uh -huh. through the void bastards uh -huh. and <laughs> they've taught the me a lesson side. I like Pain the look of it it's so it looks cool so looking, fun right? it looks like Comic Zone meets Prey there you go. Wow, put it on the back of the box. There it is. Joel, you finally got your, your uh, trailer quote. You got to meet. Oh, can you do that for me? Yeah, I'll see what I can do. Hell yeah. Can you, hey, uh, video game developer. I don't know who makes this game. Blue Manchu? Is that who makes it? Okay. I think. Joel says it's Comic Zone meets Prey. Can you put that in the trailer, yeah. the accolades trailer? Can you can you please advertise our new creative endeavor with two other things that aren't it? Please. Put Joel's name on it. That'd be great. <laughs> it looks cute. Don't say waypoint. Just say Joel Fowler. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll come back at this waypoint advice. It, oh, wow. <laughs> it, is, uh -huh. it looks really cute. Yeah, it has a, a great look. It doesn't um, look scary too, which like prey kind of no. yeah, freaked no. me yeah, out. It's, Every, it's like, very the sounds. It's, it's very prey. yeah. Yeah, it's no, it's Void Bastards is very comical and, and goofy. What, it's, uh, uh, no jump scares. What system is it on? I'm playing on Xbox. It's on Xbox Game Pass for sure. It's, it's on PC. Like PC, Steam. yeah, PC, Mac, and it's Game Pass. Not and on PS4? Boy, this game would be, I don't, know. it's not on PS4 yet. Okay. Probably, uh, I, this was a game that Microsoft kind of got behind. I, my guess is it's a temp exclusive yeah. sort of sort of thing, which is a smart move for Game Pass, like to yeah. sign six-month exclusives totally. or whatever this ends up being. You'll, you'll put this on Switch, not to be that guy. Oh, but put it on Switch. I going to do that for the last Switch. game. A yeah, game with a 20-minute loop. Yep. That doesn't require the internet? Yeah, that would be great. Put it on Switch. I thought I was like, I didn't know if I was allowed to say that on a game podcast. You're allowed. We're still doing it. I said, put both of these on Switch. Yeah. Put it all on Switch. I don't give a fuck. I don't care that it's cliche to say it now. 
I have a Switch. Put Should it on I, there. I actually still have my E3 badge. I'll just wear that on a shirt. Yeah. Just, just walk around. Walk around. Just, put, just cross put, out waypoint Put this on Switch with an arrow. With an arrow. I stand on next your to heart. stuff. Put my heart on Switch. Oh, my God. Uh. Just, yeah, no, say, you know, we really, so at E3, this is less common now, but like, you know, it used to be a big thing, like IGN, GameSpot, they're going to go around with their like best of E3 awards. Oh, and like, yeah. My best of E3 award is like, I'm going to go up to the desk and be like, mm-hmm. hey, like, which comms person I need to talk to, I just want to, you know, put this sticker up on your on your booth. <laughs> And it says, like, put it on Switch. Like, the people demand uh, that they like your game, but they would like it on Switch. Thank you. Sony would love that. Joel, before we go to break, have you been playing anything on Switch lately? On Switch? Oh, yeah, I've been playing Dragon's Dogma. <gasps> oh, finally, we get to talk about Dragon's finally. Dogma on your last day. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Do you like it? I played it. I was like... So you played the, a little bit of it on the, on on the, the stream. stream, on yeah. the save point stream. Yeah, you so I knew to, you were playing it. You got to meet uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha. That's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was like... I was like in and out of the hospital the past couple months. Not a good vibe. Dragon's Dogma was great. Hell yeah. It was great to have. Um, I, f- I beat the the main game. All the way? All the way. You read, oh. did you read Cam's, Cam, uh, Cameron Kunzelman did a great post on like, Yeah, the, we've been DMing back is. and forth. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Um, and then I went on and just started min-maxing my character. Um, Are you for real doing the thing that... <laughs> So you can super min-max in Dragon's Yeah, Dogma. I mean, you got to start from the very beginning yeah. if you want to do that because it's like you're going to play this class for 10 levels and then this class for 50 and this class. I'm yeah. like I'm like level 102, okay. which is pretty far. Yeah. Um, and I, 200 is the cap and no one gets there in a single play. So. Yeah, people do it on new game. It's got a like never-ending new game cycle, yeah. um, which is really neat. I wanted to like try out all the classes. I wanted to not do the thing I always do in Souls because in Souls you have to min max. I remember like yeah. first time I was playing Dark Souls three, I was talking with y'all and I was like, "I'm gonna switch from this to that," and like both of you are like, "Pick a lane, <laughs> stick <laughs> with that lane, lane. Yeah. otherwise you're fucked." Yeah. Um, but with that's dragons, not really the case. Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. There's like you know, there's like four or five different ways to beat every enemy, which is so cool. And then you can like stack your pawns to augment whatever you're true. You're, you're not bringing. So if you need range, you can bring some rangers. Right. Um, Where did it, you end up? What was your fave in the end, class wise? My favorite was probably the assassin, and Ooh. then at Bitter Black Isle, I switched to the magic archer, yes. and I was just like, Represent. "What the fuck?" Oh, was that was the first time you've been. That was yeah, the first time yeah. I did it. Um, because I happened to get, there's like a, there's a, a door in Bitter Black Isle that you have to get a gem for, and there's a limited number. There's only like oh. four or five of these, and each door has a weapon, and that's static. Like you, I could have looked up what Got was behind you. each door, but I happened to get a bow that was a, a, a really magic good magic bow. Right. Um, so I switched to that, and then I just started learning the magic archer. And Bitter Black Isle, like I'm so excited for I you need to get there. because I really do. you love the Magic Archer. I do, and that place is <laughs> fucking built for it. Oh. The ricocheted arrow, yes. The hunter, um, whatever it's called, the hunter something. It ricochets like most of the fights with like really tough enemies are in like enclosed spaces. Fuck them up, which you never get out in the open world. And you can pretty much stack any element on your Magic Bow. That's the coolest thing about Magic Bow is just like. All the abilities are key to a certain element. So Dragon's Dogma is a game that has like a lot of elemental weakness things going on. And so the, one of the things I love the most is like every every like attack with the Magic Archer is power is like good is like decent, but it's especially good if you keyed into the right element. Yep. And unlike other classes, you don't need a mage to like give you that ability. Right. You could run with the staff as you, well. You yeah. could also run yeah. with the staff. That's true. Totally. But there's have you. 
unlock the ability. I think it's emulsion with yep. the daggers. When you get powerful with that and you have the right you daggers. you explained what that is? Oh, it's okay. Wild. So emulsion, you set yourself on fire. Or is it immolation? It's immolation. Immolation. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. snow immolation. Snow, yes. Uh-huh. Wow. So <laughs> you, you set yourself on fire. <laughs> yeah. And that's. That's the attack, is that you are on fire. So anything that you go and hug or high five is also on fire. You're on top of a Cyclops' head and you're on fire and he's burning. He's burning. And a lot of dragons' dogma combat, similar, I guess, to like a monster hunter, right? Which makes sense. Is like, oh, this class is going to stand back and shoot. This class is going to block. This class is just going to hop on everything and then climb up to the wing points. And like, you know, so it has more stamina. It moves faster while, while crawling on things. So. Setting yourself on fire and hopping on like large stompy monsters <laughs> works really well <laughs> when you get high level. And it sounds silly. So it's like, all right, That's I'm just so going right. to shoot some ricocheted arrows, set myself all on magic fire, fire yeah. and I'm going to run and just like hug everything <laughs> and clear out the room. But I, I, I cannot wait. The boss. Okay. There's a couple unique monsters you will not see anywhere okay. but Bitter Black Isle. The progression is super fucking cool. The The closest thing I think it reminded me of was the Water God's Altar, okay. which I really liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's got that kind that of... That style of like clock, not clockwork, but like the... You kind of like Does going it, over and over, kind of almost like an amusement park where there's like weird kind of twists and turns yeah, that bring you back around. and then every now and then, I think there's two loops. or three shortcuts okay. that can kind of so like... So more Dark Soulsy, yeah. in a sense. So then you get a shortcut and can go and reset and come cool. back in. But then the final boss of that game has such a cool move set, and I won't like spoil much of it. But what was the monster hunter fight in the cave? The guy with the wings that just oh. fucked us up over and the ice over cave? again. No, uh, the um, Drag- some with kind an of in, dragon with an in. Nergigante. Nergigante. Oh, Nergigante. Yeah, Nergigante. Reminds yeah, me, the <laughs> final boss reminds me so much okay. of that fight. A in Great that it fight. was like it's gonna take forever. You got to chip away at it. You got to do everything right. And and winning felt so, so good. And then the whole place resets and everything gets harder. Bitter block. After you beat the boss. After you beat oh, it. Oh, So it's got a cyclical kind of new Even game Even inside of a single Inside of it without doing it. So you it. don't need to beat the main campaign again to replay nope. through Bitter Black. Awesome. Well, cool. I'm going to play that fucking game. Is it game DLC? It. it was. Okay. Now, it's, okay. now it's just part of every part new of release God. of Dragon's Dogma, gotcha. basically. It sounds like it's... End game, right? Yes. Cool. Because I started a new game, and there was a little thing on my map that was like, "Go to, go you to this go island." Yeah, you, go, you can go there to clear it off, and also there's like a few pickups you can get at okay. the docks where you arrive. Yeah. yeah. To, like, so, all right. Shout out to Heather who go sent back. me a video of how to get a ring mm. that increased my vocation. Oh wow! Experience. Okay. Hell yeah. nice. But doing that at level ten in Bitter Black was She's like, like hoo, hoo, terrifying. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Like, like if anything, through. Yeah, if someone breathed on me, I was dead. <laughs> um, but they recommend going at level fifty or above. So okay, yeah, definitely. Know. But you should walk in there and just say <laughs> just what's like, up. Hey, yeah, what's, what's going good? on? There's in not here? like a death penalty in that game, really. Yeah, so right. yeah it's it. great. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Cool. Cool. Uh, before we go to break, actually, you mentioned Monster Hunter. I know you've been playing some Dauntless. Also. Yeah, I checked out Dauntless. Um, have any of you played that yet? I played it in E3 two years ago. Okay. Which it's changed a bunch, I bet. Wow. I just know it was a ship in Star Trek. That's all. Is, yeah, same That's one. true, too. It's, it's it's the same same inside yeah. inside same of that ship. ship, there's monsters now. <laughs> and also, it's a, the, okay, the holodeck 2019, baby. went out of control. <laughs> and now it it's a fan. It I know. They, uh, someone should check on the holodeck Seriously. in general and make sure that it's working right. <laughs> 
it went out of control, and now it's like a fantasy setting, and there's monsters. Okay. So that's okay. all you need to know. Okay, but definitely good. the same Dauntless. <laughs> it's definitely the same. That's what they told me when I turned it on. Um, <laughs> like from Star Trek, it said on the screen. <laughs> I, I didn't want to play Warframe. Like Warframe, to get into, you kind of have to have like an agenda. And yeah. like this is, this is how I'm going to be productive for this hour or two. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted something to just like hop in. I didn't want to play FIFA. Um, I didn't want to play Rocket League. Like these are my go-to like late night. Like I'm gonna turn my head off couch games. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Mo from the Waypoint community has been talking up Dauntless and playing with the community. So basically, their their sell for it was like it's Monster Hunter Light, and it it is Monster Hunter Light. That is exactly what that game felt like to me. Um, and it's really, really simple, really easy to get into. There's a bunch of. Uh, I think the coolest thing about it is the cross play. Like, it's literally 100 percent 100 percent cross play. Mo was on PC. I was on PS4. It worked. We could voice chat. It all worked. Um, please, everyone, do that for everything. <laughs> for everything. Um, <laughs> Put it on Switch. Also, then a second sticker that says "Give it cross play." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen. If Destiny. Had crossplay cr- progression. Christ. I, would, I would still be playing, would still be playing Destiny. Christ. So there you go. Bring b- <laughs> hey, yeah, they yeah, have an announcement. They got an announcement coming. They <laughs> yeah. should do that in that announcement. They should I announce it. I hope. I would so. play Destiny again. Kato lost me from his raid squad. I did. Because of this. I lost yeah. a lot of people. Um, <sighs> so Dauntless is like, it's it's you start out very you know like you're a trainee, you're a rookie, and like you have like really shitty armor, really shitty weapons. Um, you go out for your first couple hunts. Of course, you like prove them wrong, and then you're the hero of the town. But then you unlock all these different weapons that have monster hunter like combos, but simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was like, okay, press this light attack three times, and then the heavy attack, and you're like, okay, I figure it out. But I, it it reminds me, it's like I loved Sea of Thieves for like a four person hangout like yeah. thing. Dauntless has that. It's right. like real simple. It's like a, your little is crew the of matchmaking four. easier than Monster Hunter World? Yes, okay. the matchmaking <laughs> so far has been really easy. Um, I don't know that each instance is server based. I'm not sure. Mm. I've probably put like six hours into it. Okay, but okay. you know already it's like I've seen a bunch of the other weapons. And Patrick, there's a really good. Like, I actually like the hammer in Dauntless more than I did Ooh. in in Monster Hunter. So you should definitely check it Give out. Give me a good hammer. Um, the favorite thing I've got so far, so the dual blades in this have, uh, they're kind of like whips. So not only are they up close weapons, but then you can like swing them around and those are super cool. And then there's a spear that's kind of like a mix of the insect glaive Mm. and the light, the, the long sword. Um, and I got an electric spear that I really, really like. Um, but yeah, it's cute. It's like the visual style is vi- it's Fortnite, right? Like it looks right. like Fortnite. It kind of looks a little like Ashen-y in terms okay. of some okay. of the combat. Like it's like you're in a rich world, but it's toned down in terms of detail. Um, but yeah, it's like super cute. The loop is really fun. Each hunt takes 15, 20 minutes okay. or whatever. Um, and it's for me, like if I want to turn something on and do a, a couple things and feel like I made some progress, it'll, it'll be that for a bit. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. 
Keep us uh, keep me in the loop. Just let me know because I I've been thinking about checking it out. It's just been such a busy, suddenly busy release schedule. Like yeah. this is normally a pretty dead time yeah. right before E three, but like between the Xbox Game Pass stuff that we already talked about this week, Void Bastards and uh, and Outer Wilds, then also like I really want to play Observation, which I know you've talked about a few times. I really want to play Pathologic two. There's like <sighs> a huge list of stuff that I need to get to, and E three is we leave in a week. Yeah. <laughs> we had to Man. change our housing. Yeah, y'all place to stay. Yeah, we say, y'all good. I mean, my, lost the my apartment yeah. won't have any furniture in it, but like you're more than we'll welcome. Just crash on the floor. <laughs> yeah, but nice. get some air mattresses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like we have enough pee. I I think we could string together enough couches to sleep on if we need to. Yeah, I think we can pull it off. But I think we, it sounds like we got a new place. Booked. Yeah, we okay, did. Phew. Yeah. Phew. All right, well, that's settled. Wire. We can, like, take a break, <laughs> and then we can come back and talk more about some more games. Uh, so, so, we'll be right back. <laughs> God damn, he got me. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, we are back to talk more about video games. We got some stuff that, like, this is, we talked about games we played that are new releases, basically. We still have one or two more things to check in on. But I do want to take a moment to talk about uh, uh, some news that's dropped this week, announcements, new game, trailers, all over the place. Um, let's start with actually something we still got hands on, which is, Danielle, you got to play some Mario Maker 2. I sure did. Which uh, I you wrote an article that's up on the site. Yes. You can go to waypoint.vice.com or vice.com slash games to read I that. I think it's my first piece post the change. Maybe? There's no way that's true. The change, as we called we went, it. We went through the change. Is that true? No. Chapter well, 7 in my book. I had the Rousey thing, but I thought change. that was still no, it was, on the old. No, it wasn't? All right. Well, never I'm mind. pretty sure that was Is this true? after change. I feel, I feel like, like some things have changed three since. things. Is that not true? Right. Well, Mario Maker 2. Mario Maker 2. I'm going to look into <laughs> this. Yeah, this is definitely the most important question we need to answer on this podcast. <laughs> right? That's when what the everybody Daniel wants publishes to know. This piece. Truly. I, I have become like my dad. I swear to God. I am becoming my dad. It's fine. Mario Maker 2 is awesome. You were uh, right. Wait, that's really? what I thought. Yeah. That happened before. That's the, what I thought. I thought it was someone that was right, right after. Oh, I thought right. you said it was like the day You're before. right. You're becoming your dad. No. I know, right? Anyway. I met my dad once. I did. Anyway. So. You already kind of like him. He does lots of puns. It's true. I, I was going to drag this out. We're just going down. We're I'm going down that road. I'm going to drag this out. We're never going to talk about a video I, game. Again. My dad probably would also appreciate maybe building <laughs> Mario levels. Sure. Totally. Richard Riendo. Mario Maker. Okay, so Mario Maker 2, yes. very, very much so. In the piece that I wrote, uh, the vibe I kept getting was, okay, I loved Little Big Planet. I mm-hmm. was a huge fan. I actually used that in a class that I taught, in a game design class, like in 2011 or 2012, uh, which was like 
this is the tool we're going to use instead of Unity is just making levels in this game. Uh, So I was obsessed with that game. The jump from Little Big Planet 1 to 2 feels really, really similar here. It's just so, so, so much more, so many more tools, so many improvements to sort of the UI when you're making levels, and also this massive, giant, huge focus on, oh, it's a real single-player game. Right. Instead of just kind of a collection of levels loosely collected, which kind of felt similar in, in both of those first games, this is like, they kept hammering home, so I went to a preview event, I should probably say that, they kept hammering home at this event, there's a whole Mario game in here, there's a hundred plus levels for you to, to play in, and they're all going to give you inspiration for right. the making mode, I forget exactly what it's called, course builder, course maker, whatever yeah. it's called. Um, so the big new things here are, of course, uh, I think people have talked about things like, oh, you can add lava rising and lowering and water rising and lowering, things like that. You can add slopes. Yeah. You can add day and night. There's switches. There's Sw- on-off switches. That's one of the seems big. absolute craziest things, which I cannot wait to see uh, what people are going to do with puzzle design yeah. with that because people already made so many incredible hacks Ooh. and weird things. Why are you, why you don't like why odds are you and offs. Doing? It's true. <laughs> you don't like odds and offs. <laughs> that's, that's just a thing I'm, that I'm, exists. I'm booing the notion of more complicated Mario Maker levels. <laughs> Just I know, boo. I know. This is. I don't know. I think it's actually triggering. making something less yeah. complicated. There were like hacked in switches right. before, and right. now there are actual switches. Now it's just like a, a, a Patrick is just gonna have to suffer because uh-huh. every new tool you give his enemies <laughs> is it's a true. tool that that will be used against him. It ain't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's certainly true. Uh, but that was really cool. One of the the very cool things is there's day and night palettes now, mm-hmm. and it actually changes things mechanically. So, right. Uh, it, for example, in the desert, if you go to the sort of desert palette and you make it instead of the sun, the angry sun that kind of comes and swoops in, you can make it a moon, and there's like a wind storm that comes in every now and then, so you kind of get swept. Uh, It's cool. There's a lot of just cool little touches, little elements, and one of the major things, of course, is that there's four-player play in a lot of levels now, so you actually play it as if you're playing New Super Mario Brothers with four people. Uh, Is that for any palette? That's not just the New Super Mario Brothers levels. I believe that's any palette, because I played a bunch of levels that are all different. It's a little strange, like the, you can't make multiplayer only levels. Any level can be multiplayer. Right. Okay. Um, Which I think is You can tag it, though. Yeah, you can tag them for it. You designed this for this. Yeah. But you should, I, I, they should. I mean, this is this is you know this is it's Nintendo. Nintendo. It's like they like one one really cr- one really clever idea, and then like a bunch of very obvious stuff. It's like it sh- you should be able to restrict it to like this is three people only because what it yeah. what it prevents you from doing is like uh, properly balancing people going to come across a lot. Yeah. It's just it's you should be allowed to say like this is for two people. This is because you can imagine right. You can so easily imagine how you would build. Like a two-person level, it's like, oh, this is a co-op stage for two yeah. people. This like, person has to do like, this. This person has to do this. Someone's doing something on the top side. Yeah. Someone's doing something yeah. on the bottom side, and it's just the lack of that is yeah, uh, just frustrating. That's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No. No doubt. I don't. I don't think it's. Perfect also, you s- they still haven't answered whether or not you can play with your friends. That's the real. <laughs> I sent an email to them. They have not. Re- they they responded today saying we're going to ask for you. We'll ask. So there's also. The biggest caveat to all this, so I'm very, very excited for this. I love making levels. I love it. Uh, really love it. It's extremely fun for me. And I don't like making super hard ones. I should probably say this, Patrick, so we can be at peace together. I don't like the super hard levels. I am much more interested in just weird creative shit and like what people can just make their brains do with this tool set. But 
The biggest caveat to all of this is that you need Nintendo's online pass to really get a whole lot out of this. Like, it, they, they weren't 100% crystal clear on sort of what exactly the delineation is of, like, so if you don't buy the pass, what exactly can you do? You can obviously do the single-player stuff. There is a, whatever, whole Mario game here. But mm-hmm. they weren't, they didn't, like, really answer the question of, like, okay. I, I, think, I think that's it. You're, you're either buying anything? a Mario game. Yeah. Were you buying a Mario game where you can make levels that you can't upload? Or, I mean, right. it's, yeah, it's, you know, I mean, this is no, you know, I, I'm not going to fault Nintendo too hard on this one. This is what, like, any company yeah. would, you know, do with, with, like, they have a multiplayer component, and that part you have to pay for separately. And at least to their credit, like, it's kind of, it's cheap as shit to subscribe to Nintendo yeah, There's, online, like, a $10 to, option to, like, basically have a year of it if you buy the game. Like, the $70 option is, like, the game plus Instead of nineteen ninety nine, ten whatever, ten dollars for the thing, which I don't think is bad. It's just sort of like, okay, if you're the type of person who is an old curmudgeon who doesn't want any other online services, whatever. Yeah, I just put that out there to the world because I'm an old curmudgeon. Yeah. Uh, but I it, get it. it. Then it you does do, play you then well. go do the trick where you can get six months of free Nintendo online if you use your am if you link your Amazon and your Twitch accounts. You oh. sign up for a three month thing, then you get an email later that lets you sign up for another three months. I did that recently. Oh, shit. I, I, there you go. Yeah. We got some hacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> not a hack. It's a promotion. But yes, I don't like to spend money. So true. Fair. It's one of those things that's like, <laughs> at this point, every this is true about every console platform, yeah. right? Like you can't play Sea of Thieves multiplayer without without Xbox Live Gold. If, is that even so-called gold? Is it just called Xbox Live? I think... There's no silver, so yeah, they got rid of silver. They had silver, yeah, it's gone now. Silver was free. Silver. You, you need you need you know PS Plus to play right. games on. That's there. the thing, and those services are like nine ninety nine a month, or yeah, so or sixty dollars a year or something. Yeah, like yeah. So. This is much cheaper. It's just I'm putting that out there for the curmudgeons among oh, yeah. us. I get you. We played infinite Mario levels for essentially the cost for the cost of the, of the game. game. Yeah, with the previous I get you. game. But again, I'm not gonna like take a shit on Nintendo or anything. Like I I get it. 100%. And this is extremely fun. And I did have a very good time with playing four player in like Mario 3 looking levels right. and playing with the new Super Mario Brothers. Not new, excuse me. Mario 3D World palettes, mm. which let you do Cat Mario power ups, which Cat Mario is great in all circumstances. Agreed. Uh, and I will give the one story of the, another feature that's new to this is wind conditions. So you can right. start putting things like. You have to kill three Koopas, or you can't press the jump button once, or you have to collect 100 coins. And four of us, and it's four randos, people I've never seen before. And of course, it's like, it's co-op, but you're also jumping on each other's heads. We somehow managed to get through a sort of a, a, a pit with the, the fish, the evil fish that try to eat you. Fluffer, puffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Mm. Uh, we were Cat Marios. We got to the end uh, with the fish trying to kill us, but we only had like 71 coins. And so the flagpole was blanked out. So we had to go back to the pit, get the last 30 coins we were missing. Somehow we made it through. It was really was it, fun. Was the time counting down? Was it We were close? counting down. We were like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. And, of course, they were the coins that were hard to get. They were, like, down near the bottom where, you know, there's 20 fish. Right. Somehow through the four of us, we prevailed. We made it through. It was really fun. It was like I'm super excited yes. for the multiplayer stuff there. I I do hope that if it's not in there at launch, that eventually they add it. Figure the your shit out. <laughs> please just let me play that with people I know. Yeah, please. I agree. That's <laughs> the thing. I want to play that on a couch. I don't with wanna, people I like. Well, so you can do local 
Yeah, you right? can. You can you do can that. You can do local. Yes. Okay. But I mean online. Like I, I want to be on my couch and my friend is on their, their couch. Their couch. Exactly. Somewhere else. Somewhere else in the world. The world is big and filled it's with people who want to play Mario. Filled with, with couches. Filled with <laughs> couches. <laughs> Hopefully some of them are in Los Angeles so we have a place in your to place. sleep. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Exactly. Um, cool. It's out on the 28th, June 28th. That's so soon. It's coming out real soon. It's so soon. And it's I'm going to have fun oh, with it. It's so soon. Um, What else happened this week? I... I just wrote a piece today on a preview of Call of Duty Modern Oh, wait, Warfare. hold on. Let me just shout out the Mario Maker thing before oh, we... Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Yes, yes, oh, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Uh, Sorry. Apologies. I, related to Mario Maker, uh, like, I don't know how I'll end... Uh, how I would possibly even, like, review a game like that because, like, my entire experience with Mario Maker is, like, playing other people's things yeah. and, like, seeing what they end up doing with it. And so, like, the logical conclusion of this is a piece that went up this week um, that, that probably most people who listen to this have already heard, but I just wanted to point people... To it really quickly is uh, there's a, a level um, in it's, it's it's an RNG stage and so RNG uh, means that in order to complete it um, uh, to some degree you are at the mercy of randomized elements in the level um, it is also a RNG autocomplete stage those two combined mean that you don't have to do anything the level is supposed to complete itself but completing it is also reliant on certain things going your way um, and this this level that I wrote about was one in which people uh, it's one screen. There, all you need to do, well, all you need to do, that makes it sound simple, <laughs> is have um, these, uh, what are they, Magikoopas uh, spawn. You just, mm-hmm. Mario just needs to get, that's even, that's even making it too count. Mario just needs to get from point A to point B, one across side the, to the, street, other. the screen. That's across it. the screen. He's being pushed by blocks. He can't jump, he can't spin. It's a four and a half second level, roughly. Um, but you have a one in 7.5 million <laughs> chance of doing so because. You need um, seven blocks to spawn. I think I made the numbers right. Seven or six or seven blocks to spawn the equivalent number of coins, of which it, there is a one in seven chance that it could be anything else. Like it's not always going to be a coin. And then even if it spawns the coin, the coin needs to fall to the right. It can't fall to the left, and it's a fifty-fifty <laughs> chance if the coin will spawn to the right. So like if you start thinking about. <laughs> Like how exponentially what you need to fun? go right. Is that it's fun not, to you? It's, it's not. It's not that it's just so that you need to get to all the coins. <laughs> yeah, you could get six coins and they all go left, or you get six coins and five of them go to the right and one of them goes to the left, and oh you still don't make God. it through. And so, so it's a loot box. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. And so this, uh, now I get th- it. This video games has existed for for months. Um, it, it's been around for a while by a, a prominent creator who's been just all sorts of stuff. So a lot of gimmick levels. Um, but then someone noticed it and what they noticed was like, yo, this level has two and a half million attempts and no one has cleared it because it's a one in 7.5 million chance every time. It's not like getting a lottery ticket where if you bought all the lottery tickets, you'd find the winner. It's like every time the chance starts over again. Um, and, uh, so people have been doing, you know, wild things like streaming for we use it once. I've had mine on for 36 hours now it's just been sitting there it just runs the level it's just running that stage over and over again <laughs> like it's mining for bitcoin can, can i what? i was like um, can i expense like the four dollars extra on my electricity bill to no. buy at the end of the month no um, yes you can my biggest question with this is yeah. that to even have uploaded it it must have been completed once right yeah. So yeah. So yes. Mario, Mario Maker does have a. There's a. Ca- there's caveats there. So Mario Mario Maker does have a a rule that players have to beat the level in order to finish it. 
Um, but there are ways to get around that. Like, let's say you make a level that is impossible to get through by going left to right. And the way you get through it is finding an, an invisible hidden dev door, um, which dev doors are common in levels that people gotcha. are creating in Mario Maker because they want to like jump around to specific areas or or they haven't like completely tweaked an area. Um, so dev doors are not like a bannable offense or but often you'll get levels that actually aren't completable because um, you know they've hidden something that the player couldn't reasonably find. Those levels are usually taken down by Nintendo, uh, but you know we're a couple weeks out from the sequel, and so yeah, um, mm. it was speculated that yet yeah, maybe this was it, but. Um, the creator came forward and said, no, he just kept uh, his Wii U on for two weeks and eventually <laughs> um, got it. Um, and so I'll be writing a piece. So since this went up, someone appears to have legitimately uh, gotten it. There were um, 13 completions, but it was Whoa. deduced um, that those were hackers because the completions were happening like six times in a row and also like under a second. And there's just no way to complete the level that way, unless you're doing something, uh, some trickery. Um, so someone did take a screenshot of them finishing it at like 4.23 seconds, which is like roughly what people estimate it would be to get for Mario, just to float from one side to the other. But he, and that one has been accepted as Canon, but there is to this date, at least as, as of recording this, I believe no video evidence of someone actually getting right. to the other side. Um, so we, we, the, <laughs> the community, the, yeah, the experts I've talked to, like folks in the community <laughs> who, who said the first 13 clears did not count. Like they would scrape backend data that Nintendo doesn't surface. They're like, we are confident these are not real clears. And while they can't be fully confident because there's no video evidence, and I don't think a thing they've added to Mario Maker 2 that really makes me upset is like I really wanted them to add a replay system yes. yeah. so you could watch totally. how a level would be finished not necessarily a video recording but just like record the ghost yeah yeah, um, yeah. so that that's something I, I'm I'm tool. frustrated that's yeah. not not in there because there are often levels that like well I don't want to play this but dang I'd love to see how it's finishable and I'd love to see how the creator did it um and so that still doesn't exist for this stage, which is why you can have questions of, well, how did the creator do it? And now I'm getting more angry that Nintendo <laughs> d- didn't just build that into the fucking game because that yeah. seems like a really basic thing. Anyway, I'm sure so, it's very so capture this. If you wanted to capture this, like say I wanted to go put my Wii U on for two weeks, yeah, I would just yeah. have to be streaming that whole thing, recording, recording the it. whole thing. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People are doing it. People are Twitch, or were anyway, Twitch streaming it with multiple games running at a time, like wow. a wall of yeah. TVs, you know, which I like. I think <laughs> it's great. amazing. Please, yeah. like Ozymandias staring up at his <laughs> news screens, but it's just Mario dying Ozzy over Mario and over again. <laughs> God. Well, you can read that story and any updates on the site. Patrick's on the beat. Don't worry. Um, I'm very excited. To, I don't. I'm not excited to play Mario Maker again, but I'm excited to report about Mario Maker again. Yes. So yeah. you know, the good with the bad. Yeah. Uh, I'll note really quick. Maybe in this moment, also, Patrick, you have another. You had another story that went up today that's worth really reading. Uh, uh, what do we end up calling it? What was the? We had a good. That headline went through a lot of iterations. Uh, the speedrunner who wasn't how a community dealt with an elaborate cheater. Um, the short version of it is uh, I uh, some months ago came across a cheating accusation in a in a jrpg uh community and uh was like oh that's like this would be like a fascinating story to like examine how does a community identify um 
a cheater or how do they deal with someone they think has cheated and exonerate them um, potentially. And what ended up happening was uh, me having a long discussion back and forth with this person, them giving me all sorts of explanations for, for why what they did um, wasn't cheating and that it was all just a big, you know, uh, 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 misunderstanding. Um, they eventually, you know, came forward as a cheater. For me to get into all the twists and turns in this would be uh, to to talk for too long, but it, it is the kind of thing where uh, the lengths that this person went to to double down, triple down, and quadruple down on their lies include, you know, bl- brazen things like telling a reporter they aren't lying, knowing that the <laughs> reporter is trying to write a story about it, Damn. and uh, hiring a video editor to... Uh, create yeah. exonerating evidence for themselves, <laughs> but mm-hmm. that video editor not actually exonerating them and actually just revealing that they were a cheat again. And it's, it's so good. It was a double agent. Yeah. Maybe it was. We don't know. We never got to talk to the video editor, unfortunately. <laughs> but I no, wish... they, I mean, for all I know, the video editor I mean, is this person. There was no person, video editor. Um, yeah, who I, wait a who second. Who oh, no. uh, uh, Ryan, too. I mean, like, you know, what the weird... So I, I, I granted this person anonymity... Um, because, uh, they, uh, I, I'm going to say the word claim because I was not really ever able to like credibly verify what they claim to be like various forms of harassment that occurred as a result of this, uh, sort of like a drama playing out in the community. Um, but also they were willing to go on the, you know, speak with me about lying if I granted them anonymity and, you know, like very plainly speaking, like if I told you what the game was, it like wouldn't meaningfully change the story very much um yeah uh but i do think it's an interesting like story about communities sub communities places on the internet that we are all a part of where like norms and self-policing are like the guideposts on how those communities operate and it's like what do you do when those are subverted when people try to undermine it and there's no higher authority to to appeal to you know there's no like real moderator it's just everyone kind of being like be cool you know like speedrunning isn't built into video games it's not built into consoles like it's all hacked together tools and on some level an honor system um with referees that are also not paid experts it's everyone just kind of chipping in their time and expertise and passion and so um you know it's one thing when this happens in like a high profile incident um like a donkey kong or you know billy mitchell it's like quite another in a game that a world record would not get written up normally. And so like, how does a community deal with that? And it's like, they create investigative councils that publish 15 pages, exposing a Mueller reports about wow. um, yeah. the the pieces. So yeah, it was a really fascinating piece to, to write. And so that is, that is also up on the site right now. Hell yeah. Nice. Also up on the site right now is a preview. I wrote uh, about the new call of duty. Wait, modern. Hold on. Didn't you say we need to take a break? We did. When? What? We Before did a few we, minutes, yeah, we definitely yeah. Like took a break half an hour ago. Did I mark it? I did mark it. Wow. How you Never doing, mind. Kata? Ignore hey, me. It's been a long week. <laughs> it's been a long week. We still got a ways to go. So <laughs> yeah, Kata, keep, keep that going. part I'm in. Sorry. Keep that part keep in the in. podcast. That's Stacy. God that's damn Stacey. it! What you did I do? You're gonna. This is your training. This, this is, is strength training for E3. Games, 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 games. You just gotta get ready. You gotta learn how to differentiate. Sometimes you take a break. You don't remember you took a break. You just gotta power through it. You wanna take a photo with this dragon? I gotta take a photo with this dragon. Boom. Get in line. Get in, that's right. It's really funny because I have a friend called the dragon. You have a friend that I train with? called She's 4'11 and she throws men three times her size. Hell yeah. Her name Hell is the yeah. dragon. 
Shout out to the dragon. Shout out to the dragon. No, no, you're not. I don't think is Ashley going to be at. At E3, throwing men around? Who knows? She might be throwing dragons around. (laughs) That would be great. I seriously pictured her when you said you want want the dragon. dragon. Yeah. (laughs) Call of Duty Modern Warfare again. That's what it's called. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's it. Oh, there's no number. There's no number. Damn. It's not Modern Warfare. How did James Harden reveal it if there's no number? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't this time. Oh, shit. What revealed it were a leak last week and then another leak today and then finally the actual release. Uh, I saw it during Judges Week a couple of weeks ago. Um, It is – I can talk about the single player. They've announced that it's single player, co-op, and uh, there's like a different co-op set of levels, which they've done in the past. Yeah. And then multiplayer. Um, they announced that it's cross-play between consoles and PC, but not between both consoles, unfortunately. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC. He's like the details. October 25th, just dropping them details on you. Boom. Um, I can talk about the single-player campaign, which I saw, but I didn't play. Uh, I can talk about the presentation that they gave. Um, there's a story up on the site if you want like my if you want 1800 words of this. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but, hold on, basic basic setup question. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> is this a remake? Is this a reboot? It's a, like, re-boot. a reimagining. It's a reboot slash okay. reimagining. It's your favorite characters, <laughs> like Captain Price, but like the same story, or is it just like, hey, we're just taking like it's a re- like how much of it is a uh, who knows. Uh, um, I suspect like is it just like hey we just want to play in that sandbox again without the canon yes like specifics so we're I mean like pluck from this oh, do you want to, I'm gonna get my notes out here's, here's yes, what we're gonna do. Go. here's my my very first it's the new canon. I'm just trying to figure out what the scope <laughs> no, of like I, get like, you. I mean well, these is, days we have remakes remote it's not a, a remaster no, right now you can buy a Call of Duty Modern Warfare remastered <laughs> it's a new story as far as I can tell but it is a game about quote unquote relevant headline situations. Gotcha. Players impact a complex world that mirrors our own. And so because of that, mm-hmm. you're okay. So they said that war has changed. Like it's, is it gonna have a stage what? from my I thought Warfare war Kinnets? never changes. War never changed. War has changed. Or or has it? It hasn't. <laughs> I I don't think there's gonna be any mm, there are definitely stages <laughs> that are called war hasn't that, changed. But it has. God, I'm sold. Because <laughs> War is complex now, quote unquote. It's not just black and white, right. like the okay. way it used to be. Proxy, like, we, we all knew it used to be black my dad's and white. war. Uh, did you know that now enemy soldiers don't always wear uniforms? That's new. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> That's tricky. Mm. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> is it tricky? Yeah. Yeah. Like the rules. PMC. Uniforms and uniforms. uniforms. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, Proxy Wars. So they're pitching it as like a, a reboot to the franchise that brings forward what you remember from Modern Warfare as, as a series, but puts it in our time. And the plot which is wild to think about because it's right. Well, because like Modern later. Warfare, it's it's 2007. 12. 2007 yeah. is when that game came out. 2007 or 2008. Yeah. Uh, I think fall 2007. And I, I can't, you cannot oversell the impact that Call of Duty Modern Warfare had on the industry in terms of shaping the next decade of games, both in terms of putting RPG-style mechanics into multiplayer modes everywhere and also its specific style of scripted first-person storytelling. Hugely impactful game, uh, and I think that they want to do that again. Um, And they want to do that again with, like, mature storytelling. They want to do that with a, a story that is about the complexities and ambiguities of warfare, um, they are the the pitch that they that they gave us like had a lot of buzzwords in it that were 
you know, kind of like word soup to some degree. Um, and then, and then, I mean, one of the big ones I think is probably worth saying out loud before we get into the specific gameplay stuff that they showed was it's a, for the first time you're not only going to be playing as like Western powers, you're also going to be playing as a rebel soldier who okay. is, uh, you know, from the Middle East, I think, who's an Arabic character. She is like the commander of this rebel uh, uh, group that is fighting terrorists who have taken over her country, but also invading um, quote unquote military industrial forces, which is to say PMCs? people from the global north and west, right? Um, white okay. people is what they mean. Sure, sure. Okay. In the gameplay, we saw Russians, obviously, right? Sure. Which again, no Russians. No, no Russians. Mm. They're Russians this no. time. They were in Russians. there still. I mean, they were in no Russian also. That was the whole thing, was they were Russians who yeah. were. Anyway. Um, because there's only there are only two fears. It's it's brown people and different white people. Um, the <laughs> the stuff that they showed, some of it was incredibly striking and compelling. The one level that they showed that I think put everyone's jaw on the floor and people were still trying to like, you know, it was like you know twenty five thirty journalists or whatever who saw it that day, maybe more. Um, Everyone came away from it, I think – I can just speak for myself. I came away from that particular level, which is a sort of Rainbow Six or SWAT team style like siege of a townhouse in London with a lot of like confused and mixed emotions in a positive way in the, mm -hmm. the, the way that you maybe come out of a film that's about war feeling like, oh, whew, like I'm a little fucked up over it. Um, it was specifically inspired by the level Death from Above, which is a modern warfare level where it has like the AC-130 gunship um, that looked like a lot of the viral footage that was coming out of the war in Iraq at the time and in Afghanistan that people were seeing for the first time, the kind of deep disconnection and asymmetry of, of contemporary warfare where if you are a country like America, you can kill people who have no idea that you're fighting them in the moment that you begin shooting at them throughout that entire gunfight, right? Because you are in a giant airship or gunship that's high up in the sky and you're shooting down like and just blowing up jeeps. Blips, right? right. It's, it's just, just like a blips. little white And specifically they blip. caught out the the notion of like um, the the disconnected language that the characters in that level used and the ways in which that moved to the two of the people who they brought out uh, to talk about the game um, specifically were it's kind of narrative leads. Um, if you give me a second, I'll make sure that I actually get this right because I'd rather get it right than, uh, than fuck it up. Uh, they were um, Taylor Kur uh, Kurosaki, who's the studio narrative director, and Jacob Minkoff, who is the the campaign gameplay director, both of which have Naughty Dog um, lineage, or not lineage, but uh, pedigree. They were there working on like Uncharted and Last of Us. Um, and they made the sell that like that level in the original Modern Warfare changed how they thought about asymmetrical warfare and that they wanted to bring that style of un like discomfort with war and with combat into modern warfare. And so the level that they showed is this breach and clear of this four-story townhouse that has a terrorist cell in it. It sets it up by like you see a bomb go off in the London city streets that like it doesn't hurt as many people as it was supposed to because it got interrupted, but it hurts a lot of people. And it has like, you know, this very striking, you know, uh, uh, kind of hand over your chest imagery of people running and being scared. And then in, in, when you do that, when they do this breach, the way that the people you're fighting are rendered, um, the way that they talk before you breach the door open, the way that they animate, the way that they, that they are not confident 
in their abilities as fighters or in their desire to want to fight. You can sense that these are people whose will is is sliding away and people who don't want to die and people who are often not even a threat to you as much as they wish they were in a moment versus you think about the way video game enemies are so clearly rendered most of the time, which is like that motherfucker is pointing a gun at me. They're going like blah, blah, blah. And then you shoot them and they die first. This like, it's like a five minute sequence was so like upsetting for not just not me as a person watching violence being done that I don't that I wish wasn't being done, but but in a way that felt intentional in a way that was explicitly called intentional. Like they wanted you to sit with the ways in which violence done by big state powers is uncomfortable. Um and is also scary. It's just like it's scary to walk through a dark place where there are guns going off. And, you know, I read about this in the piece. Like in the end, the final shot is like there is a woman who's like reaching for something. What is she reaching for? Maybe you don't have to kill her, but you pull the trigger and you shoot her. And it turns out she was reaching for a detonator. So good job. You killed her. Um, the the moral ends up being like a little bit cleaner than the message had been pre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like all these people deserved deserve to die. Actually, it's, so you're it's gonna feel like, messy yes. before you figure it out. But don't worry. But don't You'll worry. Find the evidence. Yes, and that is for me such. You a would hope that there's gonna be more. Like. The more yes, instances I, I, where I, yeah, it I, is gray or you do fuck up. The way this game is going to work is that you're going to play some of the levels of Captain Price as his SAS team. I don't know if, I don't know if Soap McTavish is specifically back or not, the main character from the original. Modern, see, listen, people care about these characters. Soap was his nickname, <laughs> they not do, his real name. They do. They genuinely like, do, like, Danielle. It's easy to snark, know, but like, people do fucking care. He was Soap. I'm his sorry. Soap. Was, his call sign is Soap or whatever, okay, right? Because okay. he's so clean. I got you. I think that's why. And Slippery? Could be. Like he can slip and into the cracks. Right, maybe. That makes sense. <laughs> and you're also playing as Farah, who is the commander of this rebel group in the Middle East, in an unnamed country in the Middle East. Uh, and she, my guess is it's like you're seeing the beginning of stuff from from the British perspective slash the American perspective. And then you're seeing stuff go down from Farah's perspective. Um, I'll say right now the other level that we saw was her as a child being dug out of the rubble after an attack, uh, her mother dead in front of her. And then being ushered into a house by her father where her brother is hiding and a Russian soldier showing up and killing their father. And a lot of that stuff as, as like bombs go off, et cetera. And a lot of that stuff started really strong in this in the kind of spectacle sense, in the sense that it was like, wow, look at this. Like look at the way, again, dust particles move through the sky. Look at the way the, the – they lean on a lot of technology to kind of sell you the, the immersive feeling of being in a, in a place. Uh, and being in this place specifically. But then that demo turned into like a boss fight where you're literally a six-year-old child like crawling through vents trying to find a screwdriver to hit X on so that you can stab the Russian soldier. And you do that three times. And the last time you get like a longer scene of stabbing him a bunch and then killing him. Um, and then like a stealth sequence where you just kind of like walk through like Russian tanks and like under legs and stuff. And it felt like every other first person shooter ever, except that it's been dipped in. You're playing as a six year old child. And that's what makes it serious now. So I hope that the rebel stuff is like more thoughtful than that, but it's going to be a diamond. It's going to be like at the beginning, these two sides hate each other. Then they realize things are more complex. And then they team up to fight the terrorists and the Russians. Like that's what the cell feels like. I'm, there was a point at which I didn't put this in the preview, but like they had a map or had a chart, like, you know, like the political alignment chart. Yep. 
style, like the XY yeah. axis thing, where it was like in the top left, it said like military. Uh, I actually wrote, I actually drew this also. <laughs> it said like, you know, um, uh, military um, t- tier one operatives, tier one, tier one heroes and on the right top right side of tier one enemies the bottom of it said rebel rebel player on the bottom right it said terrorists and there were arrows pointing from these various quadrants to each other about how when you're a tier one operative you have great technology superior tech but the the if you go down right to the terrorists they have lesser number they have more numbers but they have worse technology and then when you're the rebels fighting the terrorists you've equal everything when you're the rebels fighting the tier one operatives but blah, 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 like really excited about this idea of asymmetry and warfare that they're also supposed to be very critical of, right? Right. Um, and that ended up being like the thing was this is a series – after the big like pitch on the story stuff, they pivoted to talk about the tech and about all the cool new – you know, f- f- I can't even pronounce the word. F- uh, photogra- pho- hmm, I can never pronounce this word. Engine stuff. Engine yeah. stuff. Taking photos of things instead of, instead of just creating textures and like bringing this like really beautiful – photogrammy whatever into the game to make your textures it's all really gorgeous and then they spent a lot of time talking about how when you pull the trigger the gun is ray traced and so the audio bounces around the environment with like increased detail Patrick there's a moment where they held an mp5 and they shot at a bunch in a London street and it was like blah 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 and then they moved the the gun over a little bit so that it was like next to uh, uh, a bus and they're like listen and you could hear the shells come out of the gun and hit the bus and then hit the pavement, even though you couldn't even see the shells coming out because of the perspective. And it's like, this is what brings the game to another level. There was a moment early on in this demo. There's nothing wrong with like, no, any right. of this well, stuff. So, but there's like, no pitch. There was the, no pitch as to why it's fucking the, right, matters. So like, I, 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 like, so like, if and you it's all rewind well. the way you, the re- right, because it's not any of these people's fault. They're doing their jobs. They're doing it to the best of their you know ability, um, and I'm sure they've they've done a terrific job of the thing that they are implementing. Those guns sound like, incredible, works. like absolutely. Right, but, so yeah. like um, the thing you talked about, like the the sequence, like the breach, yes. right, like the one that like took your breath away. It's like you I can imagine a better pitch, which is like like up front they show you what it's 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 what when all this stuff comes together, right, and it takes your breath away and right. it makes you go, damn. And then it's like, all right, let's step back and we're going to unpack each how of the elements of how we made this yes. scene work. And this, these are the people that made it possible because right. then you can connect A to B to C, which is like the reason someone has spent the last three years working on like audio tech that bounces off the walls, like to be like really insulting. No, productive, totally. Is, is, be, is, be, I'm just saying like for what that, what they've actually accomplished, right? right? Like technology right. speaking, like the reason, the reason we did that is because, all right, let's rewind this scene. Like, right. here's why this part worked, and that person walks you through it. And so it's an, like an anatomy of a scene of how technology advanced. The reason you invest in this is to allow, is to, to give that emotional gut punch. And it is worth doing that. Like, this is the difference between, this is why investing in this technology can be worth it or can be interesting. But it just sounds like they did the, the, the typical thing that you've seen in a billion video yes. game presentations, yeah. which is like, you want to give you want to give people their their moment, which is because often video games like don't give people their moment. Like, there's not many times where like the person who does listen. The there game were no PR people to come out. 
This was not an right. event led by marketing. It was cool to see developers get up in front of, this, of, of us and be excited about stuff they've been working at, uh, working on behind closed doors. These are people who, you know, are probably working tirelessly to do the work that they're doing. We fucking know what the state of the industry is. These are people who are putting in a lot of time, who have put in a lot of expertise, who have worked on games I love, right? Like my the, the moment that I knew I was the most frustrated in this game or in this presentation was when Mark uh, 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 Grigsby, I believe his name is, um, who is the uh, you know, the animation director, Mark Grigsby, who who worked on Titanfall 2, a game I fucking adore, by the way, said that the weapons are the real stars of the game and that players must uh, must feel like a badass when they wield them. That was the mantra his team lived by. Yeah. The weapons are the stars uh, yeah. and the player must feel like a badass when they wield them. I and almost it's like, wish they would just... Just do it. Just do that. Just just, just, well, just tell me about how cool the fucking, fucking guns are and then be like, this is a stupid game that's But we stupid. know better. And this is the fucking thing. <laughs> right. This is the thing that is happening here right. is there is this tension, I think, that comes from the people who are making these games fucking know what they're doing. Yes. They know that war, that the American uh, uh, war industry, that the military industrial complex broadly, but specifically the history of American warfare is not something to valorize innately. And that, and that they have done, it, that they, meaning like the games industry, have fucked up for years in, yeah. in the presentation of what modern war looks like. And they, that, you know, this is me reading. This is not them. They of did course. not stand up and say, we have fucked up. I want to be 100% right. clear on that. But what, they did get up, <laughs> right. but, but what they did get up and say is, here are our goals. We want to present a vision of war that thinks about collateral damage. We want yeah. to dig deeper and, and pull from headlines, not just in cheap ways. We don't want to present soldiers as superheroes. They like threw shots at Black Ops during this presentation. They're like, unlike some other some other franchises like Black Ops, oh. we <laughs> don't want to show sh soldiers like they're superheroes. War is not about superheroics. It's, it's grimy and it's messy and people get hurt and it's miserable and traumatic. And film has been here, right? The Hurt Locker, they even mentioned the Hurt Locker, right? They right. mentioned the the kind of trend of movies that came out after in the middle of our forever war, in the middle of the war on terror that started thinking about broadly the the kind of human the human cost of American soldiers in war. Very, right. very, very, very rarely the the cost of of Middle Eastern folks, of of Arabic people, of you know, people who are actually in countries that are being invaded, et cetera. But like those are the things with the type of their tongue. And I don't know. Part of me feels like there is a degree of like cognitive dissonance happening yeah. where it's like I cannot get up in the morning and go make a game that's just about shooting people in the head. I have to figure out a way to spin it. And I am sympathetic to that goal, but I don't think it – I haven't seen the whole game. Maybe the whole game comes this out in October really and I'm like, ask. wow. Yeah, this is what I really want to ask is who is this for? Who is this right. extra layer right. of being thoughtful or or – even if it's performative thoughtfulness, I'm not going to say Who that the they knows? are. Right, right. I have no idea, and I'm not going to throw anybody under any bus because I have no idea. I don't know. But who is this actually for? I think the developers. Okay. Right? That's my read. Is like yeah. I don't need it to be calculated in a marketing term. I mean, I'm sure that when – so we work in a business, and a thing you have to do is pitch stuff up a ladder. Joel, this has been your job for six and a half years here. You have an idea that you know is good, that you believe in, but then you have to get that greenlit, or you do it quietly and hope that no one notices, and that no one stops you from doing the good thing for once. And you ask for uh, forgiveness instead of permission. <laughs> Yeah. That's why you record a podcast and spend two and a half years having listed under the art section so no one knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> yes. What's good? Yo, we used to be games and hobbies. I don't know what happened. Somehow we got arts and design. <laughs> 
I think maybe all the maybe the Jane because Austen you pods. don't talk about games enough. It was we should talk more about games. Yeah, Jane you're right. Someone listened and they're like, "That's art. That's art. <laughs> that's that's art. a hobby. That's, that's a, a hobby right that's there. Beautiful art. <laughs> that's design. That's um, art. Anyway. I think I think it's like, but that's the thing that happens, right? It's you, for them. I really do because right. it's like these most of these people like want to make like they know they're make we're making a shooty war game. Right, shooty war games will continue to be made. Yeah, they will continue to sell, whether or not your personal like decision to engage or disengage. That's up to you. It's fine. It's like totally on you. But I think they're trying. Maybe they're trying to do it in a way that feels more considered or more thoughtful with how shitty, like just our, like you said, like yeah. military industrial colonialist <laughs> fucking complex has been um and that isn't ever going to add up because right. yeah. you a war game like a first person shooter it's like i fucking loved modern warfare and modern warfare 2 is probably the game i played with my friends that i lived with at the time like more than anything else and that who is that who is this for thing like why are you know what i mean and i yeah. i think yeah. it's it's seeing these things it's like it's like watching the NFL fucking, you know, fumble over and over again on its relationship with like, you know, socioeconomic shit in the US over and over. And it's like this big institution that makes a real feel good shooty game with that great gun feel. Like if you're on the team that's working on guns for four years, you probably need a mantra to like. Yeah, but that mantra what you, sucks. That mantra sucks, but what well, else? Here's the other thing. Like, there was another mantra. What's that a better mantra the for a gun team in Call I, of totally. Duty? Totally. Uh, there know? was a moment like, when one of the developers was talking about how good the ghillie suit like texture looks. He's like, I've been waiting. To, I've wanted to do this for I He's like, I worked in the original Modern Warfare, and I asked them if we could do it then, and they said no. And now a decade later, we're finally able to do this texture that's super exciting for me. And like, of course it is. This is a person who has an art, who has a craft, who has put years of experience trying to master this particular thing and has the ability to, and the budget to do it now. And I'm I, like, I get it at a human level, how exciting it must be to be like, look at how the, the like the ghillie suit looks like it has layers and like moves with the motion and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's exciting for us to put together a really good podcast. Totally. We get excited about it. We get excited it, about it. Right? But like, and I think we were in the same in the same thing right which is like i'm talking about modern warfare right now and i know that most of our audience is going to be pretty skeptical of it and i'm pretty skeptical of it and we could end the segment right but i also know that like this is a conversation that could be valuable to have and it is and also that we did the, the thing that we made the conscious decision to do today was like let's start with outer wilds let's start with void bastards let's start with smaller games let's not jump in with like the hot headline right now and let's try like everyone makes these compromises and these like these devil's bargains everyone says like how do i make this the right way how do i convince the big picture or like the, the company that's holding the the money like to let us do the thing and you make those compromises and so i, I again deep, deeply sympathetic but i am curious about if this is a circle that can be squared, like is this totally. is there a world in which you and I, my gut is all my my instinct is always going to say yes, there is a way to do this, and but but that it will look so wildly different. And, and the this in the scenario is can you make the first person shooter that appeals to a wide audience but is also actually critical of war, and maybe it's not the wide audience, but can you make a good first person shooter that is that has both combat in it and also something to say about war? Yes. 
Or is it enough that you have a level that does it successfully, even if everything else is right. just shooty McShoot shoot? Is it enough that you put some idea into some players' heads and or right. you got a few think pieces that said, <laughs> hey, man, you, you took a step at least. You know, you, you took a baby step in another direction to make people think about war. Is that enough? Maybe. Does that let you sleep at night if you are the type of person who has... I mean, particular com- values that don't necessarily go along with the military industrial complexification of games. Yeah, yeah, I, maybe, right? I think we all make those compromises, right. right? Like, I've said this before, like, I'm not a big fan of Disney. We had a show on Disney. We used that show to tell stories that we think were important and that were not getting coverage elsewhere and that were reaching an audience of people who maybe were perfectly primed to start thinking about questions of things like disability and race and and culture writ large and to think about where games fit into that. And so – And is I'm, that level enough to do that for them? I wonder. Right. And I'm, I, my guess is yes. I'm sure that they're, that they're sleeping fine. I hope. You know what I mean? Like I don't, <laughs> I don't need the people who make art that I don't like to be suffering. Do you know what of I mean? Of course, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. need them to be I up late at in night. In terms of that cognitive dissonance that we were talking about, in right. terms of that specifically, does they were this excited to present do this that stuff. for them? They were present. I, yeah. who can, I can't armchair psychologist you know, be an of armchair course, psychologist, yeah. but I, but I, what I will say is like there was no. We think this is going to work. It was like they were all really committed and and they were convinced by that thing. And maybe there's a different version of this demo that leaves me convinced. But what I was convinced mostly of is that that's a team that is making multiple games. That is a team that does not have alignment. Even though one of the big talking points that they had was like we are making one solid game. Like this is not, again, throwing shots at Black Ops. This is not, you know, one box with multiple uh, games inside of you it. You can't do them. Oh, you can't. I don't. I have not played the multiplayer. I don't know how the multiplayer works, but like presumably there will be a thing called a kill streak, uh-huh. and it's like you can't. Yep. Like you, you can't make a game. It's like the serious cost of war. Kill streak. Trigger. Kill what are you doing? Level also rewarded for right. Yeah. And that's fine. Like I like I'm that 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 dissonance exists in so many places. in 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 video games, and that is like um I I I'm just. This My expectations for what this game, relative to what it is, and it's a low bar, like, I'm at least, like, curious to see what they do, as Same. opposed to, like, I've skipped the last couple, where it's just like, I have now just hung up my hat, I played enough of these, they're not really for me anymore, like, that's fine. Um, and this one, at least, is like, it's a low-ass bar. It is ex- <laughs> obviously a low bar for a lot of these games. But to say, like, it does say, like, they sat down and said, like, what if we could do something with this? Whether they succeed, like I, I'm my, I'm largely expecting what it'll probably end up being is like moment pockets that are like more of the scripted stuff, things that lead into stuff that feels more powerful. But then there's the 25 minutes in between where it's like you lean over a car and you're just like you know left trigger, right trigger because that's the structure of these games. And it's like at the moment that you're not willing to like deconstruct that part, like you're you're just playing in a very limited box. Yeah, and. Knowing those constraints, like I'm, I'm curious to see where they press on that. Like, how far are they, like, actually willing to make, like, part of the appeal of doing it in a modern warfare game, and calling it modern warfare and invoking these characters is along for that ride. You're bringing a lot of people, yeah. right? Like, you could do a new, you know, sub IP in Call of Duty, but you're losing a lot of people along the way. No matter how interesting you're trying to be. There is something about saying, no, we're doing modern warfare. Like, we're bringing price. Like, we're bringing soap or whatever into this. Like, you're you're getting more people along for that ride, potentially. And so there is an opportunity to, like, yes. do something with that. And I'm just curious, how far are they willing to push that line? 
also knowing a lot of that is stuff they're going to want to keep a surprise. So I'm like curious to see how much they're willing to like of those scenes like you saw they put out there because there's probably only so many of those and I don't know. I, I'm curious. Like I'm gonna I'm I'm going to end up playing this campaign because I will need to know. Yeah. Um. I'm curious how far how far they're willing to push. I like the thing a thing that I. I'm curious and I'm also mad at myself for being curious because like I'm curious partially because I know that what's going to happen is this game is going to come out and on day one on Steam, you're going to have people saying, you know, thinly veiled uh, racist epithets as mm -hmm. they mow down everyone inside of that that scene that I just described as being very striking. Right. Yep. Right. It's just like day one, you're going to have some bro in a, in a baseball cap being like, ha ha ha, <laughs> got him. And I don't know why it was like a Jay Z voice. I didn't mean to drag Jay Z. Jay -Z <laughs> more than that. What are you saying uh, about Jay Z? Jay Z is seems fine. Jay Z He's a billionaire get on trying to get, get rid of that money. Jay Z, but otherwise, yeah. um, also you're a better rapper when you had less money. Um, yeah. The the thing that so that's one thing. But I'm mad at myself for being curious because why the fuck do I care? Why do I hold this game to any standard? <laughs> I don't hold NCIS to this high standard, right? I don't hold Law and Order SVU. And the answer is because in games, right? And one is because as much as I say, don't argue about games being art and we just have to like act like they are because that's how people who work in fields of art, even as much as I drag other people for wanting that the prestige of film industry, I still have a chip on my shoulder, clearly. Otherwise, I wouldn't care as much because I want our biggest works. I want the, the biggest releases of the year to be to feel as prestigious and thoughtful and highbrow as they do in other works, in other medium, right? Like in other media. Also, it's a dare. The game is saying, like the, right. the I mean, pitch of this presentation right. is bar. saying, is saying, we know you, the intellectual, has not played a Call of Duty campaign in a while. And like, yeah. we have hired people from like last, like, you know, whatever you think of Last of Us, like, like prestige level games that have tried to do interesting, uh, heavier narratives with something to say. It's like, like you don't present the game this way right. unless you're saying... Like, pers you've looked away from this series. You haven't taken it seriously. I, yeah, I'm playing. We, we want you to take this one seriously. And so I think it is natural then to have the curiosity, like, all right, okay. Like, you're saying that, yeah. fine. Let's let's see what you do with that. That's fair. And the you're, cynic in me, oh, sorry, go ahead, Joel. No, but you're, like, you struggling with why you care. It's like, th this is the behemoth. Like, Call of Duty is the fucking. But it's always going to be the it's thing It's fucking craft mac and cheese. Like, it's like everyone. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Has like yeah. everyone has had a bowl but of like Call of Duty. But they're putting a little like gourmet hamburger in it. This Ooh. Time. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, vegetarian. It's I don't it's know the impossible. Why I said that. No, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> a little that's bit right. of Impossible Burger in there. <laughs> the cynic in me says this is this is a stunt to yeah. to to get the journalist who may have been uh, writing slightly more. I don't know. A little bit more than about how the guns sound, for example. Sure. To but write no, about this. it got to no be one. Excited I should know. I, yeah. I haven't gone through and read every preview, but everyone left that preview being like, "There's some stuff there that was cool, but yo, mm, shaky hand." Sure. What? How Maybe did they get out work? there? So yeah, but like I compared, I contrast this to something like the Far Cry Five reveal event, sure. which was so manicured and like. They made us sign releases or NDAs, so we like to this day cannot talk about some and shit. They have like a. I don't know if we could say it, but like, didn't they have an expert on something there that you could uh, talk to? 
not that that event. That was a different event. Okay, gotcha. But in that event, they there was stuff that we couldn't like. They really leaned in if yeah. that was the play. This right. felt more genuine in retrospect between those two events because they let us talk about the, this whole presentation. If they were like, you can only talk about this scene and this scene. You can only kind of vaguely talk. There are Three ways pages to, of NDA. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, there yeah. are ways to keep to make us to leash us in that way, and that shit sucks. I'm happy they did this, and I'm I would so much rather be able to put this out there and have them go like, huh interesting then and be mad at me or whatever the fuck like happily happily feel like uh, that's the role right. that's the point that's the only reason we do preview coverage is to like actually consider something not just to like basically rewrite a press release because you could just go to the internet and watch a trailer now right um i think to your point i mean i guess really the thing that i want to say is like i'm fine with craft macaroni and cheese Put it out there. Even with Impossible Burger. With or without. I'm play, I played through the opening bit of Infinite Warfare finally. Is that the, what's the, the space, space one? Future one, one yeah. right? Yeah. Yo, I, I like it. And that it. campaign's pretty good. I'm enjoying it's, it. It's got a good, it's got, it's got a good robot. That yeah, robot's cool. Very sad robot scene. Don't, that, okay. Like, affected me in a way that I was not ready for. And I'm ready for it because my expectations are not that high. I don't expect, I'm not playing that game thinking that they're, like, the, one of the things that happens in the beginning of that game is they're like, don't worry, the space terrorists you're fighting, they are not freedom fighters. <laughs> they are not, tra- they're just the baddies. They're, all they want is more power, they're the baddies. Light them up. Just light them, yeah, exactly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Kit Harrington is here and he's space evil Jon Snow. Oh, that's right. I forgot I about forgot that. I forgot about yeah, that too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he is actually pretty good in it, it's fine. He has a good armor, he has a good face. Good. Uh, so, I'm enjoying it, like, I'm here for that, I'm, and I've, I've put it in the part of my brain where I don't give a fuck, I'm gonna roll my eyes out of the bunch when it does some bullshit shit when it does some like hoorah but space bullshit uh and that's fine whereas here because of the stakes that they've set themselves i'm like get it right you know yeah uh so I, last thing and please and we, we have move like on. 20 games on we here. have 20 more games but like for for them to try this and you remember the opening scene for battlefield for one of the last battlefields where it's like every time you die yes it like showed you that person's name and you know it's like Battlefield. It's the World War One one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's like Call of Duty and Battlefield are like some of the most mass market combat games out there. And I don't know for them to think about this stuff, and for them to honestly for them to hold a press event like this, right? Yeah. Because um, it's usually very buttoned up and very bullshit. And I see the marketing side of it, like the marketing and advertising, which is way worse and oh way God. less considered and super obvious. Yeah. Um, so I think. That that's something. It's like these war games are struggling with when you shoot someone in a war game and they die. That it's like based on a fictional or historical event. Like they're trying to figure out some ways to like convey that. Yeah. Um. So that is a a step towards like, I guess just like recognizing the medium and the space you're working in. Um. That probably wasn't as as pertinent years ago as it is now. Yeah, and I think that that increased degree of like recognition um, or not recognition in the like you're getting your ups sense but in like the in the like we see the world and you have to think about what your position is in it is a small change in the right direction it's just like it's hard to wave the banner for success until it's a real success and you're still gonna unlock the the best airstrike yeah, when you course. get a 20 kill streak <laughs> when I get a 20 kill streak I, yeah it's of course you know and, it's, and they're gonna make that feel really fucking cool because they have a team devoted to making that feel uh-huh. cool you know what I mean uh, let's take another break and then I wanna hear Kato 
about Pokemon because okay. I missed the Pokemon. That's stuff. probably why I was thinking about breaks. You said we we're gonna take multiple, and huh? we and we did right now. We're taking one right now, and this one's real because I have to go to the bathroom. Real break. Real break. What's good, internet? We're back on the podcast for Waypoint Radio number two something. And I'm here with Austin Walker. Hi, Joel. We're back. How is it going? We're back. Kato. Hi. I I don't know where I was the other day, but I was I was at the dentist. I oh think. yeah. And I came back and everyone was talking about Pokemon. Yeah. They had a press conference. What happened? Well, they announced some side projects, you know, how they do. Um there was a like four or five things on this. Uh one of them was a uh what I hope is gonna be a gotcha game. Interested yep. in that? That'll Pokemon be great. Pokemon Masters? Yeah, Pokemon oh. Masters. Um, it seems like it could be a gotcha game. Like, based yeah. on the art, it's just like a bunch of anime characters. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon. And, like, they have enough, like, if, if if you've been following through, like, you remember some of the the more, you know, um, animated, uh, that's a bad word, <laughs> term. Some of the more eccentric uh, trainers, like, that have stuck around and, like, sure. come up as actual characters throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, there's also uh, wait to be clear. They were just like, we have a new product. It's called Pokemon, Pokemon Masters. Masters. Here's some art. They didn't say anything else about it's it. It's a mobile game art. on iOS and Android. <laughs> When's it out? June. Okay. No, sorry. Jeez, no, 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 no. Such fans can expect more details. No, no, there's uh, more details in June. Oh, okay. So we okay. don't even know when it's happening. All right. What but else? Is, what else is going uh, on? Again. Uh, Detective Pikachu uh, sequel on Switch. Okay, game sequel. Game. Not like there's sequel. a sequel to the movie. I think but only, only on the Switch. Switch. Apparently, it's related. <laughs> it's a movie still. You can only watch it on your Switch. Wait, was there a De- Detective Pikachu game? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. the movie was uh, loosely based off of, apparently. I never played the game, so. Me either. I did watch that movie. Remember that? that? I, I, I do remember that. That movie was wild. Um,. There was also a um a quick like thing about there so you can like upload your Pokemon from past games to a bank situation. That's like a classic thing, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Now they're just it's just like an extension of that where it's like bringing together a bunch of separate um services for different like generations of games. Okay. Now under one thing, so and they will all work with uh, the okay. new one. So I don't have to do the thing because it used to be the thing where if you had a Pokemon. You had to like bring it from game to game to game and like to, some like, train weird it through, and they usually only stayed on the same like console yeah. life cycle, yeah, right? Yeah. And it was all like directly game to game, and then they made Pokemon Bank, which was like for the 3DS ones. You could put them in this online uh, system, but then that didn't uh, it wasn't going to cross over. Didn't cross over for like Let's Go, for example, right? But um, that does now. 
but now there's this new thing called home, Pokemon Home, which is only the home for all of your Pokemon over everything. I prefer to live in a home <laughs> than a bank. Is it yeah. tied to like Alexa or anything? No. no. <laughs> Why? It's a Google What's Home. Google home. Oh, Google Home. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is but, it, so yeah. it's like Google Drive for your, po- for your Pokemon. For your Pokemon. I, mm. <sighs> Every time we talk about this, it's just like, I don't want to keep my Pokemon in a Google Drive. I want them to live free. Yeah. Out in the fields. The thing that I'm excited about is the Pokemon shirts. Oh, these shirts are very oh, those good. Those shirts are good. Those are good as hell. I They're saw coming those to shirts. The... I want to buy those shirts. Yeah. Can you link? Can you link? I've not seen these shirts. I will. Yeah. Here. I want to see these shirts. I will link. Patrick, we should get some of these shirts. They're good shirts. They only they've only them? been Can selling we get them, them next week. Probably not. They've only been selling them. I dropped it in pod. I'm dropping it in podcasts. Okay. Uh, they ready. only used to sell them in in Japan, um, but they're like really clean looking, button up. Oh, short holy shit! Shirts yeah, dude, they're for real. With legit good uh, prints on them oh, of like... Pokemon, I'm very excited. Oh, I those want are some of those. oh, these are these are trickery. These are my favorite kinds of prints. Is like, yeah, well, okay, you're wearing well, one right ma- now. Ma- Magic Carp maybe <laughs> not gonna fool anybody, but <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Be like, oh, that's really cool. It's like, yeah, look a little closer. Huh? It is. Well, yeah. What's in there? Is that oh, a Pikachu? No, it, it is, is a Pikachu. about it's shipping Pikachu. time. Pikachu's. We just get all your. Y'all's gotta order them. Y'all need to order them in like one bulk. Oh, two months. Design a custom. Oh, this is a different company. They haven't even made these shirts yet. Damn yeah. it! I want to wear them though. I want to see all the shirts. Three options: men's casual shirt, Ooh. men's yeah. dress shirt, men's Hawaiian shirt. Love That's Hawaiian. so good. I have Love Google translated. Hawaiian. I have Google translated this shirt. Let's walk to bright days like those days. Those days when I competed for the names of 151 kinds of Pokemon. It may seem a bit far as a glorious memory for you who grew up. Still, Pokemon have always been unexpectedly close since then. And now there's a special way to reunite with Pokemon, who I liked at the time. A hundred dollars? In a smart way. That's a lot of money for a shirt. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. This, is, this is the Japanese site. I'm out. This is the Japanese. Yeah, this is the Japanese site. Maybe it'll no, be different. No, I'm, I'm on the English site. Are you on the English what? site? Oh, is that the poke? Is that the original Stitch shirt? Yeah. Let me just see all the shirts. I just want to see all of them. Wait, where's the English site? If you click through, I, it I just clicked on through. order. I just clicked yeah. on order. I'm mm-hmm. on a website. It's in English. It's not translated. Mm, these fabrics. I mean, they're and you can and oh, you can customize it. Good. You can do different designs on different yeah. parts of the shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's part of it. I like it. But, but it costs a it costs a hundred dollars. I'm out. We can get one. Do I tell my wife? I will get one. Would you buy? I I saw this. This is like a Christmas present, Hanukkah, whatever. Right. A present. present. This is like a. This is a special thing. Yeah. But you got to know it's the right one. Yeah. Do you, I don't know if, do you remember Austin? This was like 2010, the Dipset Home Goods store. I do. You remember the Cameron shower Cameron, curtain? That's exactly where I was going was the Cameron shower curtain. It's the best shower curtain ever. It's a good one. It's like Cameron in a pink. Kangle. Um, I'm pulling it up. Pull it up. Please pull it up. But <laughs> these prints are good. I would buy. These are still available. Is it Cameron? Oh, it's sold out. It's so sold out. $70. Cameron pink mink shower curtain. Oh. It's good looking. It's so Do good. Do they have I a want this oh, wait, You Google translated. There was an English button on the site. Okay, well, I just hit the button that came up. I would, get, I would get one of those as like a shower it curtain. It was still good. Or a throw, oh, yeah. a throw, throw pillow. pillow. Oh, this oh, Hitmonchan yeah. one is so good. Yeah. They're all really Nah, 100 bucks, I'm out. I can't Clefty. do it. I'm going to do one. Not happening. They don't no, have no, it's all. It's I don't a, see it's, it's, no, no, it's, it's 151. 151. It's the original oh, game. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. You got 
You were telling uh, me. I'm getting this fucking ditto one because it's oh, ditto so as so other Pokemon. Look at it. <gasps> you just oh held, my you just, god. Kato just shook his phone all over the I place. I love That's it. it. That's good. That's good. That's really wait, good. So wait, it's, there are 151 prints then. Yeah. Oh shit. This yeah. is amazing. How oh, the Mewtwo one's bad. Well, because it, sound, it sounds That's like they're custom, right? Yeah. So they're, 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 you gotta buy they're making oh, them I as you order them. Right. Yes. That makes and sense. And you can get different prints on different parts if you want to mix and match. So you can get like sleeves in one print and then the, the base in a different print. Right. Which is cool. You can get Wait, some good where? mixes. This isn't all 151 oh though. My God. It is. No, it's not. Keep scrolling. No. Yeah, they're all here. These are Everyone so is here. Good. Is every, everyone's not here. Who are you? Who are you thinking? Oh, there they are. I missed Alec. I was looking for Alakazam. I couldn't oh, see there Alakazam. You go. There you go. Okay. Just look a ton. Look like. Look a ton is funny. This is fun. This is a great podcast. Yeah, this is good audio right <laughs> I'm now. Getting hey, oh, Geo Dude. Hell Geodude yeah. Is a Geo Dude is a bunch of Geo Dudes with people rock climbing on Geo. Oh my god, that's so good. It's really good. God, these damn are good it. shirts. These are good shirts. I'm very excited to possibly get a shirt. Oh, you can't wear a lick a tongue. Actually, Tyler the Creator could wear this lick a tongue yeah. shirt. Yeah, no, that's like, like a supreme instantly. thing or a Rolling Stones logo. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's basically what it is, right? <laughs> Um, I uh, feel like you don't really want a coughing on your shirt. I think the Geodude's my favorite so far. <laughs> Geodude's very good. Mr. Mime uh, is a little is very good. I never liked Mr. Mime. No Slowpoke is cute. But those Slow who love him like love him. Floating in some Vaporeon, water. Vaporeon got some colors. Slowpoke's... Can you get any color with any print? I don't, I don't think or so. Or is it just... I think it's just the print as, as it I is. I see, I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, what's the... Kakuna? Kakuna. Did you see Kakuna? No. Kakuna's clever because it's like a like a oh like a yeah. bandana print. like a paisley print yeah, paisley. yeah. Right, right. but it's Kakuna in there yeah because it's a cocoon that's good that's good. what's her face the one that looks like an opera lady is really good Jinx this one's really good it's like a red background oh yeah with that's like good lips with lips <laughs> there's like kissy lips Jinx is still a problem but <laughs> yeah I didn't say it's not yeah, I, yeah, I just, not, yeah. Jinx is the print is fun but that doesn't Jinx mean was Jinx a pain is in the ass in Sun and Moon too. I just think Jinx. We could do different things. Yeah. yeah. Make some different choices around Jinx. Yeah. Oh, let me catch a Snorlax shirt. Oh, that's good. Oh, this one's oh, hiding it? in the grass. That's good. Scyther. Yeah. Scyther. Sorry. Uh -huh. I don't know all the original that's ones. Fine. Names, that's fine. That's fine. Articuno is like... sharp. Here's what I love about me is what uh -huh. I did was I said, this is a bad podcast bit. And then I committed to doing it. Yeah, you kept <laughs> doing it. We kept going. Uh, if, you're, if you're following along, please oh, go Snorlax to Pokemon.co.jp right. and scroll through as we are scrolling. We should have said that up top. Yeah. Show notes. Show, show notes. Slash uh, EX slash shirts slash EN. The Goldine one. Sorry, you, you guys already English. did that one, but I just saw it. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of good ones in here. All right, I'm going to close this window. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just going to look at these for the rest of my oh, life. Oh, Poliwag is very good. I'm closing. Everyone close it. <laughs> Tell me more All about right. Pokemon. Why All do right. the Pokemon have to watch me sleep? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why Pokemon wants to watch you sleep. It's fucking creepy as hell. Okay, so Pokemon sleep. Um, basically, oh, this is a thing. Yeah, this is a thing. Oh. Here's the, yeah, this, I is the not, this is the big. I was on a bit. Is it like a Pokemon in a little like bubble? Like the, the really cool home assist the anime home assistants that were in Japan? Oh, I know the ones you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking about? Yeah, they're like, like, hey, they, welcome they home from home. work. They're like, hey, you live a really crushing uh, job in life, and you don't have any friends right now because you work too and much. And this place is 300 square feet. How's right. it going? <laughs> How's it going? I can order yeah, you a pizza. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is uh, a sleep app of some sort where it tracks your sleep. Well, every and... word in this pitch is so much worse, Colin. <laughs> oh, it just, it's, it's, it, yeah. So I, I mean... If you ever use something like Sleep Cycle, for example, yep. there's like apps that use the accelerometer to uh, like 
track how often you're moving in your sleep and that like helps you kind of deal with if you're having bad sleep patterns like you can figure out like if you can know you can see like oh i have i was in rem for so and so long because right. you move more when you're in rem and all that sort of stuff there's science behind it etc cetera, etc cetera. um the weird the bad thing though is when you know obviously all that data is starting to get sold for uh, all sorts of reasons, horrible reasons. Yeah. The worst amongst is definitely the things I've heard of where it that sort of data can get sold to insurance companies. And depending on how well you're sleeping, they might change your premiums because yeah. you're not leading a healthy lifestyle, which is really fucked. Um, I think that happened with like Fitbit once upon a time. Oh, yeah. It was a whole fucking thing. And now a uh, Pokemon company has made one of these apps. Can I say <laughs> that I think even if you obliterated the insurance industry, I still think this might be bad. Yes. Here's like yeah. the actual quote is, soon trainers will be able to wake up with Pokemon every morning with Pokemon <laughs> Sleep, a mobile app for the from the Pokemon company. Pokemon Sleep aims to turn sleeping into entertainment by having a player's time spent sleeping and the time they wake up affect the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I don't need my sleep to be entertainment. No. In fact, I don't want it to be. I don't need to be productive like like in yeah. a in a work way or in a play way while I sleep. I don't it's... need everything to be a game. <laughs> I don't need my Amazon warehouses to have 13 different games that help mm-hmm. pr- produce more productivity in my play or in my work. I don't need uh, my my sleep apps to be like encouraging me to gamify my sleep. Yeah. We I, I gave a talk on this a couple of years ago at Theorizing the web. I yeah. know Danielle did give a talk there recently. I was on a, on a panel recently. Yeah. But like this idea of gamifying everything and like finding new vectors by which we can like turn different parts of our lives into games is is literally one step is like a step towards in the same kind of ideological thought that is like how do we transform the parts of your life that aren't productive right now into more productive or more commodified elements yeah. yeah like if within the next year the pokemon company wants to sell sell, uh, sell me an experience boost to get better sleep xp for my pokemon i'm going to implode it's going to be the end of me and not even and it's it's like we've seen like like as this has happened in other places or even just like the fact that sleep apps exist and sell your data the fact that this is one that is explicitly marketed towards children is particularly nefarious where yeah. like they can't really consent or understand that's what happened they the just want the being, Pikachu to yeah. be higher level so they have to sleep with the thing next to them totally, um, totally. and yeah it's very it's fucked it's uh yeah it's fucked up the I'm, one I'll area I have <laughs> any uh sympathy at all for the let's gamify it uh aspect is with exercise just in, in case some people do find that useful in terms of I like, did like a whole thing with uh, I did yeah. the zombies run for a yeah, year like that's I something really where I, that's it. the one aspect where I have any like okay there's, also, there's a case for this at I least. also worry because like again one the data problems there are just oh, as course. serious and like, yeah. like don't trust any company not to resell that data yeah. not to write a terms of service that allows them to do that yeah. and two like I just Agreed. had the weirdest moments with it where I think I've said this story before but like I would lose my data or I'd like I would go out for a run and then I would halfway through the app would crash. And I'd be like, fuck, I lost it. I lost my progress. I'm not going to be able to run back these supplies for my zombie yep. camp. My so you stopped running. Well, I would, no, it, more it was just like, why am I? I did the run. The yeah. point of you this was to run. Good, yes. yeah. But I felt terrible because yeah. I was associating my success in the game yeah. with being the primary objective. And I'm not, this is not me saying, and that's why no one should use 
game apps to do exercise or to gamify exercise or, or whatever. Like mostly those things are cool because they're games and like the way you right. play them is by running and that is cool or by doing exercise. Whereas I feel like that is that is already athletic athleticism is already a space in which games and play this are where key. We play games. Right. Yes. I, you yeah. know, I was already I was playing when running before I was using an app to play of course. because I was setting courses. I was tracking my times. I was thinking about ways to like improve like as a runner and also trying to think of like new routes to run that were fun. Like that's already playful. Already, that's already yeah. play. Whereas when I sleep, the thing I mostly do is sleep. Yeah. Mostly. Mm-hmm. And this is like data driven gamification that is just like, totally. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like the Apple watch I have has like the fitness yeah. tracker. And like I'm, in, I'm with it with like a couple friends, my sister, my brother-in-law, and like this motherfucker is like a CrossFit firefighter dude, whatever. So he like, but like I'll work out and forget my watch, and then I'll be like, "Fuck, you know, fuck. Like, God damn like, it, I'm all, never gonna beat Trent." I lost all of those steps, and I lost all of that like you lost. know activity. They're gone. Like, I still did the workout. I still did the fucking workout. The workout is the point. Yeah. Um, huh. yeah, this shit's weird. It's like, it's like where the line is between. Like what Foursquare was for capitalism, like yeah, with like yeah, yeah, yeah. sleep, you know, like oh, I got I got those deep Z's, you know. Oh, like, I got them. I had a great sleep night last night, and now my, shit, my phone, to, the battery oh, died overnight. Yeah. Does, does, does sleep cycled? <laughs> do you know if they've sold data? I'm sure they have. Great. I'm not yeah. gonna roast my partner right now, but. A certain someone sure does swear by those sleep. I use sleep cycle. Yeah. I've yeah. used sleep cycle. I have bad sleep. I have historically, yeah. and it's yeah. been useful to be like, all right, I really this thing is yelling at me because it's like I do know that I'm I have like a bad behavior around trying to fall asleep at good sure. times. So I yeah. know how much sleep I need, and I can look at it and can remind me. I'm not even like dissing. I'm certainly not dissing people who use it. I yeah. just like, yeah. concerns. I use it for the alarm. Sure, yeah, because yeah. it's supposed to wake you up like softly in a. In a cycle that is less jarring yeah. than if you were in it, yeah. you know. And so I, yeah. I have it set to like a 20-minute window, and I think it helps. I, I, I've, you know? I use it too. I yeah. use It definitely does. It just... Like it doesn't interrupt a dream, basically, right, or right. like a REM slice cycle, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's just like this double-edged sword where like, well, for that, you like, you, you're getting some benefit out of it and you're using it. And it's, it's not, it's a thing where, like, you know, yes, they're probably selling that data, but it's one of those things where you can hopefully make a, you, you know, we're all compromised in one way or another. Right. And you're making that decision. We're all making informed decisions. The way yeah. that this is much more nefarious in my eyes is that the fact that it's, it just looks like a game and like kids don't understand and can't make that informed decision because they're not like in the mind space of thinking of their privacy and data that way and like Right. The way that it's going on, it's like getting harder and harder to for parents to even like police everything kids, on a kid's right. phone, and like it's a whole mess. Kids yeah. do not need a fucking sleep manager or sleep. <laughs> no, <thing>. they, <laughs> like the, they, they get tired on their sleep own. Like a baby comes from, like <laughs> comes, comes from, from a place. I'm, yeah, I'm also I slept just, great as a kid. <laughs> I did not need a fucking app. I'm also mad that it's called Pokemon Sleep with like a Centrum, like silver <laughs> rainbow yeah. on it yeah. instead of Pokemon Nap. Yeah. Like Pokemon Snap. Pokemon but Snap. That, oh. yes. that would have been good. Well, they use the same logo. Yeah. It's right there. Pokemon Nap. And it just gives you a little drug. Like all you do is you prick <laughs> your finger. Wow. And Pikachu Whoa. says, time to nap. Wow. We're talking about They're, draconian scary shit. We are. We're already here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just you're like, right. They do the thing from Void Bastards and they just dehydrate you and put you in a <laughs> in a little pouch. <laughs> God damn. And then you become a Pokemon and you wake up. <sighs> I uh, speaking of 
people being dehydrated. Speak, <laughs> peak, speaking of horror, I don't. Death Stranding, new trailer. Like oh! an eight minute long trailer. Yeah. People were like grimy and wet in that trailer a yeah. lot. Yeah. But uh, that game is coming out. That's the news. That game is coming I out. That is the news. The news is that <laughs> game is coming out this year. And you can play it soon, like a demo or something. I missed that. Is that true? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't thought, think so. They're releasing it in fall, though. Aren't we all yeah. already playing Death Stranding? Aren't we all exploring the world? I really thought... Mountains? So the first time I saw that game was my first E3, and I've seen that every E3 since then. I thought that was just going to be the thing. It's like a new trailer. <laughs> new trailer. It's already E3. Well, it is. Kojima game. But there's no... Sony isn't at E3 this year, so that's why it's here. Uh, yeah. Because you still need to... Kojima loves uh, trailers. He loves, loves a good trailer. And so he really wanted you to see. Loves what cutting is, a trailer. I, I'm curious what people thought that game was and if it's in line, if what was shown was in line with what they saw. Wait, the new trailer is a gameplay. Yeah, have you not seen so it? So that's what I got confused. It's not that there's yes, a demo. It's, it's actually like, a gameplay hey, trailer. Hey, the game's coming yes. out and here's what so the game see it, actually least. looks like. Yeah. I've only yeah. seen GIFs. Okay. But I've seen uh, a I lot was, of GIFs. Um, it, so I already knew what this game was yeah. from when I was told like We're months ago, but I've been so, <laughs> and I'm not doing that to brag as much as uh, I was so curious to see what the response was going to be because <clears throat> when I had heard that, yo, this game is like way more exploration heavy than people are probably expecting. Um, and even I think th- this trailer, you know, gestures at that and maybe to some degree even undersells, uh, from what I understand, how much exploration is like really like at the core, like the heart of like the experience of playing playing this game. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm I I've been d- deeply interested in like Kojima doing a brand new universe. I fucking what's the name of like one of the, who do you want? Fragile is that the name of the one of the women in this in this game? Quiet uh, Mama Fragile Quiet. Mama Fragile Bear. like at least mama. their mama. I guess is one on, of what, yeah, on I some level am I, am I supposed to respect that? Like Kojima's like this is just what I think of women, and I'm just gonna be honest. With Quiet you about Fragile Mom. That's the three types um, of which yeah. Uh-huh. And no, one like, of them's Amelie. Okay, that's a name. That's a name. He saw that movie. <laughs> yeah, great movie. He was like great movie. Great I'll movie. put it in the game. <laughs> I love movies. <laughs> Um, it's just are these? I mean, I will say like are these, are these movies. The fact that <laughs> <laughs> are these I, women? Is this, one, is, this, is, this, is this a woman? Is this a woman? Is this a woman? I, I, I love these. <laughs> oh, sorry, Patrick. Well, that I mean, yeah, that part is probably true about him, honestly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, he, but, he loves he loves Mads almost as much as he loves women. Uh huh. Yeah. God, the gameplay stuff is like so up my alley. Obviously, yeah. I love this exploration shit. It turns out, and the, did the see that ladder. I did see that ladder. The whole long pitch, ladder. I just saw that ladder. The whole pitch that we've seen now, based on a couple of trailers, and also I think based on I, it was very funny today that I mean, there's some news stories about it now going around. But before the news stories, um, was Juge Ex on Twitter, who's like a. I would put Juge EX in the kind of broad category of like Wario 64 and Nebelian of like Twitter accounts that you follow because they pay really close attention to like games news and kind of get mm-hmm. out there even before news stories get out there. Oh, I know what tweet you're talking about. Where Go ahead. They were like, why is everyone acting really surprised and confused about what this gameplay is? The website breaks all of it down word for word, like very plainly. And there's a lot of like, a lot of response to that trailer was like, well, what? There's some like, okay, but what is the game really? Is there any like, is there something else happening here? And not like, the, ga- the 
it just says pretty clearly what you do, like in a very plain way over on the, the site. So for instance, it's a, it's a game about traveling. It's a like game about basically. traveling. It's a game in which you are working for a, you are a, a messenger, or like a like a like a delivery person. Courier. You're a courier, yeah, delivering stuff across the United States or the un-United States. The, uh, uh, yeah, what's up, Kata? <laughs> Just these names. And uh-huh. <laughs> Die Hard Man. <laughs> Die Hard Man. You play as you play as Sam Porter Bridges. Both por- who's a porter? Who's a porter who and who builds bridges? bridges. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Um, you are like climbing on mountains and going through the snow and uh, evading like bandits and stuff by hiding in the hitting uh, people with your suitcase you do or their suitcase you steal their suitcase you hit them with it um uh it seems like very much in that same breath of the wild yeah like use your tools to climb mountains in weird ways there's a great moment where he takes out a huge ladder like a it's like, it's like a, a telescopic ladder yeah. a little ladder it, on his a little back. ladder and this goes it's, it's huge that's a big ladder and, and it, it looks like you could just put it wherever, wherever. you want which yeah is, that seems neat we'll see maybe yeah. i hope that that's what it is but right. it also looks like wow good placement of that ladder uh-huh. i would have fucked up that ladder placement the other one that looks more Interesting is the, the the rope, which I feel like that felt more like you could just hook toss it that somewhere. Wherever. Yeah. yeah, totally. Um, and you're like delivering packages back and forth and wandering from place to place. It actually seems like very reminding me a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five in the sense of it being a big open world that you have tasks to complete inside of that mm-hmm. world, and that like you kind of have to learn how to deal with the enemies and the environment, and like how to make sure that you're moving through it. And then there is like the supernatural shit, yeah. which is. There the, are weird the ghosts. The BTs. The BTs. Do we know what those stand for yet? I, I haven't. Bioterrors? I don't know. Baby terrors. Baby, Baby terrors. terrors. No, those are Baby called terrors. BBs. Those are called. Oh, BBC. What are they? He actually said, Mads, or someone said, oh, yeah, you have a BB, which means like a ba- baby. A bridge baby. A bridge baby. Thank you. Yeah. Which the bridge babies can. The, uh, AKA oi, the pod baby. Is that his baby? Because he's bridge? bridge baby. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bridge. Bridge baby. Bridge baby. What's wrong? Listen. Bibi. 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 You got a Bibi. That's it. And they're they help you somehow against the ghosts. I think what I it feels yeah. It, I think Do they see the ghosts? Them? Is that what they help they you? Start screaming yeah, yeah. When they so hear some a ghost? sort of baby energy. Yeah, yeah. Right. For the ghosts. Big baby energy. Big baby energy. Yes. Right. Um. It yeah. Like it looks like it with, with the use of this weird flappy machine, which I still love. I love that flappy like machine. A, I mean, I love the visual design and like so much of the shit. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. drag Kojima for his bullshit around gender. I for think sure. that he has fucked up a lot of shit over the years. I like don't think that these games are immaculate the way a lot of folks do. But I do think that I love. They're the weird as hell. Design. They're expect. They're unexpected. They're yes. surprising. Like yes. I, you load up that trailer and you're just like, yep. Here just we throw go! Some bullshit at me! Yeah, yeah I'm ready. That's and it's exactly like, fucking it's, and, uh, I think I saw like an excerpt from uh, uh, Kotaku's podcast where Kirk Hamilton and Jason Schreier were like, it's like you just. You just don't know what it's gonna happen. Yeah. It's like who, like how often can you say that? Like, look, look at us, like struggle to like give Call of Duty the benefit of the doubt yeah. over this extremely low bar on the ground, and and Matt with, Nicholson's at least out here on fire, surrounded by skeleton soldiers. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. right? I, I mean, like, 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 yes. Like, it, it's, it's, I, it, it, his games have really fucked up politics. But the thing I've, and I don't even like the mythology of Metal Gear all that much. Right. But the thing I have come to appreciate over time is. The element of surprise and creativity, and in that, uh, I think the way that Kirk put it was like it. Kojima often underscores how like the limited box that mm. you often see from other games is like Kojima's just pulling bullshit out of 
you know, left and right. Um, whether it adds up, I, probably not. Right, but we'll like, who see. cares? Like, it's just some weird. It's some weird bullshit. And I just, I'm excited about this game because I just don't know what it's going to be. I'm and excited. Like, I'm going to play so it this few year. times that you can say, yeah, yeah. November twentieth. Is that right? Eighth? I think that's what I just saw. It was Something 8th? like that. There's Maybe a mild comparison to be made with the Wachowski sisters. Sure. Like, weird, you know, it might not make much sense. But. It, but it's going to look cool, and it's going to be weird, and I'll probably enjoy it on some level. November 8th is right. Yeah. 8th, yeah. Totally. Good Still ladder. I Speed Racer, I, and I feel bad about it. Oh, you should see Speed Racer. It's good. It's good. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I wish, I wish the Wachowski sisters made games. I do too. That'd be sick. I absolutely do too. Someone hire them. I'm sure that that they're both very busy, but probably busy. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so that's that's stranding. That's yeah. that's Pokemon Sleep. Wait, going back to Pokemon real quick. There was nothing about like Pokemon Sword and Shield in that. No, there's that's a separate thing. June. That's happening later. Okay. I think. Yeah. Wait for E3. I'm sure that'll be in the direct. I, 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 no, I they're so. having a separate thing. Another separate Pokemon thing? Yeah, that's happening before E3. Okay. Because Pokemon's important, damn it. <laughs> it is. I'm not I'm not anti Pokemon. I saw I saw there was some speculation <laughs> that like the new game is gonna be based on like UE four, which is like not a lot of Jap- Japan has moved over to UE four, but like it's just kind of fascinating that I think the most recent Yoshi uh, Yoshi game was based in UE four, but hmm. I don't know. It's sort of like huh. weird to imagine like a, a new Pokemon game yeah. in the Unreal Engine. How far things have come. Yeah. How far. How far? Sorry, I was just distracted because we get an email. Oh. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I do. I'm just going to read the beginning. Oh, I okay. think I know this one. Yep. It's been several hours since I saw the Death Stranding trailer. It looked neat and weird and all that stuff, but I'm currently cursed um, because uh, there is a piss ability in Death Stranding. Yep. Someone wrote in and noticed an icon that's like a peeing icon. Good. So. Uh-huh. Good. That's where my brain it, is. It sure looks like That's how you make the connection to the Metal Gear Solid universe. You're playing as Johnny. Right. Who's been teleported who's, to this other world right. and looks like Norman Reedus now. Well, Johnny's the guy who poops. And, pe- and pees. I mean, there's yes, not enough, enough like, yeah, water breaks or pee breaks in games or movies. We watched, <laughs> we watched John Wick 3 where he, like, walks from yes. New Jersey to the city, like, yeah. four times. Never pees. We, well, I mean, he must pee. But he didn't pee. Everyone pees. John Wick okay. has a wick stick. Okay, yeah. Here's Pokemon Sword and Shield update. Uh, di- Pokemon Direct, June fifth. Oh, Pokemon Direct. June fifth. June fifth. That's really soon. That's before E three. Before E three. Real soon. Yeah, that's what they I'm just saying. did a Pokemon event. That's Wednesday. No, that's a different thing. June fifth. That's is the Wednesday. Pokemon Company talking about. But just do the all thing. Just stuff. give them and now the we're trailers. Have a- <laughs> Not yet. They just do <laughs> Poke three. <laughs> and then there's a Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Like three days later, four days later, probably. Yeah, probably. Nintendo's a big company. Got a lot going on. Got a lot going on. <laughs> Last year's Direct was literally all one game, Kato. Yeah. That's not true. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> there were more. I just remember Damon X Machina. Yeah. But there was a lot of Smash Brothers. I mean, Smash is very important. We had the guy who broke his <laughs> wrist. It's true. Hand. Right. Hand, whatever it was. Yeah. <sighs> Are we? I think we're there. I think we have like a couple more little things and then we can wrap up. Some shout outs I heard. Yeah. Danielle, you wanted a shout out of the game called Dragon? Dragon? Dragon. Dragon. Kyle Dragon. It's a Nordic Noir, is what Nordic my... Noir or also Fjord Noir. Fjord Noir. I've also seen that Ooh. from Red Thread Games. I just, I'm in the same, the first hour. This is me, me and Void Bastards and Dragon 
We're all in our beginning honeymoon stages right now. Gotcha. You know, uh, but it's a really cool sort of 3D adventure exploration like a, mystery game. Is it first game. person, third it's person? It's first person. Okay. It is first person, which I was actually looking at the art. I was like, oh, I think it'll be a sec, you know, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. 2D game. But no, it's it's actually a very beautiful, you know, first person game set in a small village in Norway in the 1920s. And you are a person who is looking for your lost sister. You're a dude named mm. Edward slash Teddy. Both. I guess I always thought Teddy was just like a Theodore thing, but I guess it could be an Edward thing. You have a 17-year-old like friend slash uh what is the term for like a family friend? Like a ward or something? Like she's there with you. It's like you're taking care of her. So you're taking care of I'm her, but ward. she's like cool yeah. and awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think you can have a shitty ward. I don't think all wards are cool and awesome. Right. She's cool and awesome. Okay. Lissy. Uh who speaks in both like, hey old boy, but also says things like Debbie Downer. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, you're exploring, you're doing a lot of walking sim type things, but you're also making choices in the moment about what to say about like a particular, say you're looking at a portrait. You're in sure. a house. This is a Nordic family, a Norse family, whatever. And, oh, hey, should I talk about this aspect of the portrait, this aspect of the portrait, this aspect of the portrait? Lissy will have different reactions to kind of different things that are going on. So there's a lot of choices being made. And this is sort of, I wouldn't call it supernatural yet, but there is like a dark and stormy Ooh, night. Okay. And there's a lot of sure. tone and mood and, and a lot of That's sort of tone PC? setting. Uh, yes, I'm playing it on the PC. Draugen, Red Thread Games. I'm very, very interested. It drew me in. I love this kind of thing. I love looking at things. I love exploring things. I love talking to a sassy 17-year-old nice. uh, who says anachronistic things. So. Love it. I, cool. I have a quick shout-out. We're doing like video game waypoints right now. Yeah. But, uh, and I'll talk more on Monday probably, but uh, I got uh, they sent me an Oculus Quest. Um, and I like it a lot, and I am, like, the VR skeptic. I am the person who doesn't like VR, generally speaking, um, but the quest is, like, so pick up and play. Uh, I saw someone compare it to, like, it's, like, the iPad for VR. For VR. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I think it was CNET, maybe, uh, is a great, great analogy because it has that sort of, like, here it is. It's all this box. It's one device. You don't have to set up your room. You don't have you barely like wires. I, you, no yeah. wires. I have a small enough apartment, but like to where I don't like using PSVR, even though I think the PSVR headset is like maybe a little more comfortable than this, a little more sturdy than this. This still fits really well over my glasses. The controllers are super good. I know that I'm not like I think like if I were a VR buff, if I'm a VR diehard, I would probably not like the performance as much. But it doesn't make me sick. I can, like, use it for hours at a time. That is not a thing that has ever happened to me with other VR, like, including high-end computer VR. Yeah. And I actually think more and more that part of that is about being wireless. Um, being – not having that – the weight of being plugged in and the feeling of, like, oh, there's a cord on my left, like, thigh. Yeah. I don't want to trip and fall over. Like, not having to devote part of my brain to there are wires here is – so freeing and lets me become a little bit more quote unquote immersed as I play. Um, and I played a bunch of stuff there, but like most of it's stuff that you've played elsewhere. That's like Beat Saber. Um, there's a Star Wars thing that I started but didn't get too deep into. I do want to shout out one game, which is virtual, virtual reality, virtual VR, which is like job simulate. Here's the meets, meets, meets is uh, <laughs> it's like job simulator meets portal, I guess. Oh, hey. It's like, um, you know, Europe. The whole premise is you're a human who's testing VR simulations. Mm, you're a human who's interacting with like robots and algorithms that are in different simulations and you're kind of being zapped between those worlds. I thought that it was just going to be 
like here's a neat narrative frame to do 30 different activities. But there's actually a very clear narrative through line that is really funny and charming um, and dark. uh, And the interactions are all really cool. And there's kind of a puzzly element to it. um, And I really, really enjoyed it. So that is called Virtual VR. I might talk more about it on Monday. I have a little bit left to go. And so I'm going to wrap that up and, and be able to talk a little bit more. What do those things cost? Uh, the Oculus Quest, four hundred bucks, right? Four hundred bucks. And okay, so the game is there. Might be a five hundred cut too. There's like there's a there's a more expensive one. Yeah, if you the five hundred has more board storage space. Yes. So the game is stored like you download it from their store from the Wi-Fi. Yeah, something. you don't have to plug it into a computer at all. Like you do have to obviously connect to Wi-Fi. You have to connect to a Facebook account, I believe. <laughs> I had to. It's they own it. Like that's yeah, the fucking yeah. thing it is, right? Um, deal with the devil. Uh, but. 400 bucks for a VR set that just like works. This thing is going to fly off their shelves. This is like a big holiday. I, I it's going to be a bunch huge. of people tweeting about it. So it's just like, it's, I don't like VR. I don't, I don't have, I've never had, not since I tried, what was the game with the pterodactyl when you were a kid? There's a VR. Oh. Oh, the, oh, those like arcade, like a game works or whatever. Yeah, where yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, like, yeah. Pseudo oh, VR oh. stuff. Uh, Dactyl Nightmare. Okay. Not yeah. since Dactyl Nightmare have I been a VR believer. <laughs> and Classic arc. Oh, yeah. it's go- Please look up Dactyl Nightmare. It has That's just... That's like the Dave and Buster's kind of... Like, you had to go there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's I what remember. I'm saying. Okay. Is that, like, that is how... That was the last time I truly was a believer because I just don't have... I've never had good experiences in VR. I've gone to so many press demos. I'm like, I'll do it. I'll fuck around in it. I can... I, can, I don't get sick immediately, but this is the first time that I've ever been really comfortable in it. Yeah. And I still don't think that most of the games are there. Like, I don't think as a medium, as, like, the breadth of experience is there yet. But what I'm having is fun. I'm having fun. I'm having fun. (laughs) I can't complain. Yeah. So it's it's cool. Joel, you have a shout-out to another game. Oh, yeah. I I don't know why I jumped back into it, but I I beat Hollow Knight. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Kind of just to, like, see if I could do it. Because I, like, (laughs) I bounced off that game. Like the first yeah. two or three hours, I bounced off, like put it down for like two months, like three times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was out sick and I was just like, all right, let's try this. And as soon as I started, I think like as soon as I like upgraded my nail, like the first, yeah, like first or second time, I was like, oh, I got this. And I started to feel more powerful. And now I've like got every single jewel or whatever, gem or whatever it's called. What are your upgrades called? I think they're uh, badges, yeah, pins, pins, badges, pins. Badges. So now I've got every single one, and did the Grim Troop DLC. Oh wow! So you're like you've done it. You've yeah, done the I've done thing. everything. There's like one final fight that like I can do that, and then I'll get the last ending. Nice, but nice I, work. That game's fun. You're really checking all the waypoint boxes. Yeah. I know. I'm Truly. trying to graduate. You know, Hollow Knight, Dragon's Dogma. I watched Gundam. You did watch Gundam. I watched some Gundam. OG Gundam. OG Gundam. Hell yeah. On Blu-ray. That music is sick as fuck. Music is sick as fuck. Um, But yeah, Hollow Knight was like... He got in the robot. He was not good at it, but then he was really good at it. Yeah, and and everyone was like, they had no other option. There's like, there's a kid out there, but like everyone else is fucked up. And the the fucking general like dying and still giving commands. Like, he's like, all right, let him, (laughs) let the kid try. A lot of people die. Yeah, that, that show goes. They do not. 1979, and they were already like, war War is not so good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like Call of Duty, dark. you know what you should fucking look at is Gundam. Gundam. <laughs> 1979. Mobile suit Gundam. 
40 years ago. Um, 40, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Hollow Knight is, there is a quest where you have to deliver a flower. Did anyone do this? No. no. So there's a Patrick quest. did. You did the quest, the flower? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. It's a pain in the ass. God. You have to go from <laughs> one side of the map to the other side of the map with this flower to place it at a gravesite, and you can't damage it. So damaging it means mm. you get hit mm. by mm. anything. <laughs> you can't fast travel. Oh, no. You can take the tram. That was it. But you essentially have to go through. Like, the first area you go through is fine. But you have to go through the area with the, like, exploding jellyfish things. Ugh. And spiky walls. Ugh. It is such a pain in the ass. Um, but that, you made it through. I made it through. Hell and yeah. that game's sense of accomplishment for that. And then also, <laughs> what is the... The level with all the moving saws, it's pretty close to the end. You like get mm-hmm. it. I don't know what it's called. Kingdom's Edge? Kingdom's Edge? It's, oh, I've seen it. It's been it. too long since yeah. I've played it. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. I've never, like, you're a platformer person. Like, I've never been great. And <clears> so making it through that, I feel like I've checked off. Like, I've graduated from <laughs> platforming. Nice um, work. So that was fun. Summa cum laude. Wow. <laughs> Patrick, do you have any shout outs for games that we didn't talk about? It's when the, oh, this was going to be the moment where I go on a long rant about how Gareth Edwards' 2014 Godzilla reboot is actually a masterpiece and not the flawed, no monster. But Rob Zachney on Twitter Damn. responded. Rob Zach, on, oh. on, in Michigan, Rob Zachney. Oh, right, Rob. Oh. Zachney. Right, Rob. Robert. Zach Attack. Rob, Robert, sorry, Robert yeah, Zachney. Zach he did say recently that we should. Don't. Yeah. He, told, don't. he recently is rebranding himself. Um, <laughs> Zach Attack. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> says he's a senior editor here. <laughs> oh, he tweeted at me. He tweeted at me last night when I was I was, I was tweeting about uh, Godzilla, and he said, "Actually, you know what? We should just talk about that that movie next week." Oh, we should. And it moved me. And Rob said, "Let's talk about the 2014 Godzilla." I was like, "Yes, okay." So I'll save those thoughts for a future podcast. But the shout I wanted to do was um, for uh, the I. Uh, Last week talked about the Life and Strange uh, episode, uh, season two, episode three episode, which I've since finished. Um, and I don't know if I'll get around to writing about this because E3 is approaching fast and I just I'm, I'm worried that I won't find the time. But uh, I wanted to without uh, specific details. There is uh, a sex scene in this episode um, or you there can be a sex scene depending on how uh, things play out. Um and that's I know that was like one of the criticisms of like the first season was like the limited sort of options you had in terms of like a romance and how far you took that. Um, and the sex scene that's in this episode is like really thoughtful and touching. And there's I, I, I can't get into specific details of like why that is, but there are like certain elements of it and the way they handle it is just like, wow, OK, like. You don't, oh, all right, video game. Um, and it, it just speaks to what yeah. I was uh, saying before about this season where it's far more thoughtful about things in a way that the sometimes corniness of the series, which is still present in season two, uh, sometimes sets your expectations differently. And I, I came away from that, especially because when we think of sex scenes in video games, we think of like have enough conversations in a Mass Effect so people can go bang in a hallway which is fine you know um but like and and lots of those scenes are are touching and well done too but this one would just particular the circumstances the conversation 
there's a lot of conversation associated with the sex scene and just the conversation that those characters have was like, damn, like you did this day. I've never seen this in a video game before. And that's super cool. And I just wanted to just shout out that little scene. And it's a pretty weak episode overall, mm. but I, I think it sort of sticks to landing on that and some other parts that are, are worth seeing through. So nice. awesome. Kato, do, shout you, out. do you have any languishing shout outs? Uh, I played kids. That was neat. Oh yeah. Oh, nice. Kids. Tell kids. About kids real quick. Uh, yeah. So it's a very short, a uh, little game. Uh, I beat it in like 24. Beat it. Quote, finished. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Huh. Uh-huh. What's yeah. up? Finished. Finished it. Finished it. You didn't beat it. I didn't beat Well, there's nothing. Yeah, because. There's no challenge there's no, in that traditional the, sense. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a nice, I mean, I would just, in my mind, it's like the the type of game that you could easily find in a art gallery somewhere. Right. It's definitely more about like, Setting a tone and mood, and like, um, the in a way that like the interact their interaction is like not not secondary. I want to say, but a, a little less, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Centered, I guess. Uh, yeah. than in most games where like the, the way that you do actions is important. This is like you're doing actions, but that's mostly to move this sort of uh, loose narrative forward. Yeah. Um, but it has, it it feels like it's saying some um, surprisingly uh, like I think it, it kind of hit some feelings on the nose about uh groups and children in groups and the ways they like will uh you know want to mimic others and follow the lead of others or things like that it, it was very interesting it's like three bucks on steam and Play hours. ch i'm just gonna say it yeah. out loud because it's impossible to find it because if you type kids game right into like, any platform yeah like what the you fuck get children's games right broadly abstractly right. just as a yeah. category and it's not that no it's like a visual art piece it's like yeah. it reminds me of something that would show on like liquid television oh totally on mtv yeah. back right. in the day like like uh experiment or that if you had an experimental animation program yeah. at your school right, right. if you were a friend who's into like you know interesting experimental animation from 2013 yeah. is like what it looks like to me it's like yeah there it is like yeah. cool yeah. like not quite stick figures but like right like very simple shapes simple but... characters yeah who are moving yeah. in big groups and lo- a lot of Expressivity, though, given that simplicity, and so it's like it a really series cool, really of neat. sequences. It's like a series of vignettes, yeah, like interactive I think vignettes. It's, I think it's unified enough that it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's, okay. a, it's like a single thing, but it's not. But like, what I it's not like clear. It's not like a. It's like a visual. It's not like a a side scroller or right, something, right. right? No, like each each like there's you could you could split them up into scenes that like each scene is uh, has a kind of different action that you're doing and um, but they all kind of tie into each other and there's interesting twists on like what you're actually interacting with uh, scene to scene, right? That uh, feels like it's definitely talking about uh, childhood and like group mentality. In childhood, yeah, yeah. Which you, is cool. You never cool. finished. You said twenty four twenty four minutes. Yeah, it was short. Okay, short. not hours. Right. Yeah, twenty four yeah. minutes. I was, I was just like yeah, waiting. Nah. Like, I played twenty four hours just straight through. Yeah, yeah. It, the the scene kind of like set up for it reminds me of I I didn't say this but I played Ape Out. I beat Ape Out. Oh, nice. Which, yeah, yeah. Um, which is also each thing has a, a new action, and you should definitely play that game if you haven't with headphones. Yeah. Like, so those do you not play that and... game on silent? Um, but that game was rad. Yeah. Nice. nice. Cool. 
that's going to do it for us. If you want to email us about games that have pissing in them or anything else. Mm. That one, that's the Tumblr blog we, 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 so we all many. need and deserve. Uh, Crypt Actions. Worlds is a great video game. That game had a P button. People should play Crypt Worlds. Okay. okay. Good immersive sims let you flush the toilet. Crypt Worlds is the best immersive sim. Is it? I think so. Because well, you can pee and then flush the toilet. Right. Gotcha. And also you can you can fight against the sky pilgrims. Okay. This is a real game. People don't know about Crypt, Crypt Worlds. Worlds. People should look it up. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, it's like genuinely really good. Um, you send the email to uh, wherever. Gaming advice. No. Gaming advice. Gaming at advice. Advice. Joel is leaving us to go to gamingadvice.com. My new email will be gamingadviceadvice.com. Right. Gamingadvice.com. At, you have to really at, at. Yeah. sound like a villain in like mm-hmm. a mid-century play. Gamingadvice.com. <laughs> uh, all your any questions? We're going into E three, so if you have E three questions, we're gonna yeah. probably do some sort of E three preview pod next week. Um, and also, apparently, we're going to talk about that Godzilla movie from 2014. So that's fun. Yeah, um, waypoints. Yeah, we do waypoints. We'll do waypoints. We didn't do waypoints this week because we were very busy, and Rob is out, and we're you know kind of running uh, on a thin bench right now, as yeah. it were. Um, but that'll be that'll be it's going to get us to E3. You know, we got what mm-hmm. we need. We're going to go to E3. We're going to have a good time. So if you have questions about that or anything else, send those to gamingadvice.com. Danielle, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And also you should totally go to at Vice Reports on Instagram if you have Instagram. Hell yeah. There you go. Do you have any good stories out there right Yeah, now? actually we produced one on Tuesday night, a really, really awesome story from a 17-year-old in St. Louis, Missouri, who attended a Stop the Bands rally Ooh. and uh, talked to a lot of other young people who were at that rally about their beliefs and what got them into Hell activism, yeah. and it, she did an amazing job. So That's the best. That one just went up. So awesome. Nice. Congrats on that. So go Thank check you. that out again. Where? At Vice Reports on Instagram. Awesome. Cool. Kato, how about you? Where can people find you? Playing Destiny. <laughs> Patrick Kleppick. <laughs> the raid is on I have Patrick Tuesday. Kleppick. The raid is on Tuesday. Are you going to try to stream it? Yeah. 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 I Wait. will know for sure Twitch. by Monday. TV slash Waypoint? Yeah, I think so. On Tuesday? <laughs> on Tuesday. Right. A Waypoint stream. A Waypoint stream. Oh, wait, no such thing. <laughs> uh, Patrick, Patrick Kleppick. Joel, where can we follow you at on the internet? Free Magic. Free magic on Twitter. Free and I think on Instagram. This website is free. Yeah, Instagram. <laughs> and you can follow Iggy. Yes. Oh, oh people need to follow your your cute dog. So Michelle, cute. my wife is killing it on that Instagram. Iggy. What is the Iggy account? It's what about Iggy? What about Iggy? If you're ever wondering, just damn. What about Iggy? Good little, fucking little account. dopamine awaits. So good. You follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker. You follow everything we do. Twitter.com slash Waypoint. Facebook.com slash Waypoint Vice. Is that still true? Kato, is it still Waypoint Vice on Facebook? I don't know how much of our audience uses Facebook. Me either, but I want to say it. Enough that people get in fights in comments. I'll tell you that. There you go. Shout out to the people. Doing the work. Doing the work. Doing the work. Shout out to the people doing the work. (laughs) And to help you along with that work, Danielle, what do we, oh, wait. Thank you to Bowen for listening to track. Miss you off the EP panel machine. Find out more about that. Waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. Hold on. Did you you say Patrick? Yeah. Said he said I, it, and then I'm I said it twice. Too. You said I said we it. We both said it. I double said it. Yeah. Kato, Kato, get your head, can get your find head out of the race. I don't know what is happening with these. Yeah, you're right in now. destiny right now. Uh, yeah, Let's just, take a break, and then we'll, we'll take come another back third break. Yeah. Okay, fire third break. Right, got it. Yeah, boom. And there. we're back. What do we say, Danielle? The thing that we say. 
is thank you, Joel, and also... Also, well, yeah, wait. Thank you again, Joel. You're right. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Joel. That's what we say. Thank you, Joel. 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 Be good and be good at it. Peace. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right. Good pod. And we're back. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. Good pod. Five. Good job. Give me another high five. Yeah, let's do the elbows. There we go. Right, elbows. I'm glad you know about elbows. You know about elbows? They know about like elbows. No, you, if you look at the other person's elbow, you get a perfect high five. Oh, shit. Ready? So just don't look at my elbow and just do a high five regular. Just do it. Now I've ruined it because now we're thinking about elbows. I do a lot of high fives in my life. Let's just do it. Ready? Let's like shake it out and then just on three, you're going to give me a high five. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Well, so we already have a good high five. That was pretty yeah. good. But That's now, pretty good. <laughs> but now get ready and just like okay. focus on the elbow. It's going to. The end of the elbow? The end of the elbow. Okay. Just like keep that in mind. Ready? One, two, three. See, we already had more, a good one. That was more solid. Really good one. <laughs> Here's the thing. I saw it. It was more hand hand. It was a little bit more easy. It was off. Okay. It was off, it was before. off before. I was now, watching boom. everyone. Right. Thank this you. is going to the post spot, I guess. I guess. You've got to believe me. I guess me. it has to. I believe It was you. better the second time. That was great. Thank you. That's science. We just did science. All right. BRB. I'm going to do that, too. Sounds good. There's actually not that that much left, but it was worth just in case we go too oh, long. Hell yeah. yeah. You, I know who we are. I know what happens. You know what's yeah. going on in here. So. BRB. Yep. Yeah. I got you. All right. Oh, everyone left. Patrick isn't here either. It's just me. Me and this microphone. Hmm. Destiny's cool. Hi, Patrick. Hello. It's just you. It's just me. Just me in this room. Well, I hope that's working out for you. Yeah. The good that you've, yeah, we're about to clap as the garbage truck goes by. That's an, un, an uncontrollable. Pixel's <laughs> pissed off at that garbage Nothing truck. Nothing I can do about that one. That's the only thing Iggy barks at, too, is shit outside the house. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Pixel's pretty good. Like, doesn't bark at people, doesn't bark at dogs going by. It's the. Nice. It's the trucks, and it's when my wife makes a smoothie in the morning. That gotcha. My I bet that's hell. The two enemies. Up a fucking wall. 
<laughs> so when my when my daughter has Jessica, uh, bless her heart, she sleeps in basically. Well, by kid standards, she usually doesn't wake up till around seven. Um, and when she needs to get off for school, we gotta be out the door by seven forty to get my wife to the train to wake her up. We open her door, and then just my wife makes a smoothie, and then. <laughs> Good. Did you have something in your hands just now? Me? Yeah. The, Before the scratchy, the scratchy sound. Yeah, what I was heard. that? That was Velcro. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm playing with a. Okay. Okay. I was like, getting very worried about your audio quality for a second. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Something's in the mic. I'm Look, just, you don't even I'm have just, to hold it that close where it was before. It was pretty loud. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just over the like every once in a while, I'm just gonna put in. ASMR Velcro. God damn it. Yeah. I, I thought about on the Sekiro pod getting two knives and just <laughs> sharpening them in the background. Ting, ting, ting. Good. Uh, when do we clap? Uh, Joel, you should make Joel, make Joel yeah, do Joel, it. Joel, you should do a clap. All right, we're going to clap at 55. Nice. I like it fast, speedy. Yeah, <laughs> getting the That's hell cool. out of Dodge. Right to yep. the point. Uh huh. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, Joel's no. ready to get in there and start talking about headlines. Can't wait. Oh. All right. Two thirty nine, Kata. Yeah. <laughs>